Greetings, greetings. I hope everybody is, of course, as usual, par the situation, feeling wonderful and delicious. It is the most wonderful and most delicious time of the year. Oh, and after the Nick podcast, I had just come back from Florida. This podcast, am I going to talk about the same things? I just came back. It's like December 1st hit. Uh, party season, learning tunes, like doing just all of a sudden you're underwater. I'm like, you're treading water and you're like, oh my God. And you have a thousand pound weight pulling you into the bottom. What? No, that's what happened. And then I just got back from a mini vacation in the middle of December, but it wasn't really a vacation. It was a work vacation. It was like four days in LA, two shows with the downstate darlings who we were going to record a podcast while I was there with them. But it's kind of like, you know, in New York or somewhere that's cold, like Mo Vegas, where I grew up, that like the first beautiful day, it's like plans are canceled. There's surfboards. There's beach cruisers. There's a beach. There's a million people. It's like, oh, I can't do any work. I'm in L.A. It's sunny. I'm from New York. It's been 21 degrees this whole time. So... Dude, I've gotten a lot of work done and simultaneously no work because we did a vacation in the middle of December. So I recommend that everybody does that because my next guest has an amazing Christmas EP. And Joelle's like, well, we can promote that a little bit, you know? It's like, man, it's amazing. Her, her voice, this, Joelle's, this specific track, What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? I listened to it once, and I talk about it in the podcast where I was walking in Queens and thinking, and she goes into Odd Lang's Eye, and literally the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Like, her voice is insane. And I was like, wow, was it that moment? Was it the city? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. And then I listened to that track again, and I was just like, I, there's some just magic in the recording, the fire of the vocal take, the mic, the preamp, none of that shit really matters, but there is a little like 3% of that 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 matters, so I'm just like saying that because I'm trying to justify gear, I think. Who who the fuck gives a fuck? It's Joelle's voice and like her perfect energy and perfect delivery is just like, oh my god! Anyway, Joelle Lurie, she's amazing. She's the coolest. I'm going to keep this short because I've been frantically sitting in my rehearsal space. This is the first, this is, Joelle is the first one to be in my tiny eight and a half by eight and a half room at 34th Street and 38th Avenue, which I know some friends live right around here, which is like a 30 minute walk from my APT, but about a 10 minute bike ride. But there's always parking at night. And this is where Double J, AKA John Jetter, AKA Right Angle Recording is right above me on the third floor. I'm in the first floor, and I got this, like, space where I come in here, shed tunes, write really dumb, weird tunes, 
And then, uh, you know, generally just stare at my phone. I'm like, oh, let me check Instagram. Ah, let me watch some videos of Mason Ho. Like some dumb, like whatever. Anyway, I'm going to play you into the Joelle joint. First one recorded here. The intro's recorded here. It's feeling good. Ooh, it's a nice space. We, with an amazing track, Just What I Needed. Who doesn't love Just What I Needed? And this is a timeless track. This is timeless, and her version is so hot fire. Check it out. Playing you out with story time by her children's band. That's Jojo and the Pinecones. And then I have to, I'm sneaking it in. I'm sneaking in. What are you doing? New Year's Eve. I kind of want to end the whole like podcast with that. Like I think I just want you to feel if you make it all the way through to the end, I assure you, Joelle will make the hair on the back of your neck or that, that moment where you're just like, Oh, like I'm reading the Michael Pollan book right now. Like you see into the mystical, you see into the mysteries of life. Joel's voice can transport you into, a, it's like a mystical experience. It's like, do you want to know who God is? Listen to this exact incident. And it's like the whole setup to it. It's like a journey, the process. And then I have little notes from, from the Joel podcast like, I just write words down, and then I think about them. So here, <laughs> I write time, concept. The point of that is someone like Joelle, who's so successful and so badass. Joelle, I'm trying not to swear because you're such you're – not, you're not a swearer. Like, I'm an excessive swearer, so I'm going to – easing off the swear words. She – all people like Joelle – and, like, this is some Tim Ferriss shit. Like, she just understands how time works – she has a deep understanding of how to, like, maximize time. Like, she can – she does more in 10 minutes than I've accomplished in the two hours that I've been sitting here, like, learning. The, it takes me two hours to learn this Christmas by Donny Hathaway, but she probably would have learned it in, like, 10 minutes, words memorized. Also, you know, created a new app for uh, charting out this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. What? Who knows? The uh, that was my first note because it's just like there's like a thing between all these people who are just such super crushers. She understands time. The next one I have is sexiness, and there's a moment in this podcast where she talks about like getting the perfect level of podcast, and it really threw me off. Joel, you threw me. I was like, I was really thinking about it. I was like, wait, what? And then I'm like, ten, fifteen minutes later, because it takes my brain. I'm like in a way delayed. I was like, wait a second. As a dude, I exist in a just whatever plane of sexiness there is. There's no way I can enhance my sexiness. I can't, like, you know, reveal pieces of my genitalia to generate more sexiness. That, in fact, negates sexiness. So it's like a, a fascinating concept to hear uh, – you know, a woman be like, yeah, just the right amount of sexiness, which reminds me of like my wife. I'm always like, oh, dude, wear this. If I picked out her, she's like, yeah, I just want me to dress like a slut. And I'm like, what? No, I just want you to dress. I just want you to dress cool. You know, I just want you to dress like hip or cool. Like, so <laughs> this is going nowhere. But clearly that is uh, that is a unique thing to the female. I'm speaking specifically of the front person because like as a performer, you're always – insanely self-conscious of like everybody's taking pictures and videos and then you got to look back at them and you're like oh, I don't want to ever see this again 
me personally, I'm sure other people are like, yeah, that's the shit. So se- sexiness, I'm like trying to think like, how can I change my sexiness? It's like, it's impossible. It's like a, it's just a, it is, it's Stonehenge. But for a, a female artist, it's like the fluid thing. It's like a tide. You know, you got low tide, is the child's gig, and then maybe you're in a, you're a late night, like 1 a.m. slot. You're like, whoop, tide's up. Tides up, surf's up, baby. Let's go, let's rip. And then, quick corrections. Our dearest friends, Joannas and Bananas. That is the name of their kids' band. And in the in the podcast, we couldn't even. I, I was like, "What well, is their names?" We couldn't remember that the name of their band is the names of their names. So that's just a little update. Anyway, Joelle Lurie, check her out. She is bombed. This is just what I needed. Enjoy the ride. Happy holidays. See you all so soon. Thank you for listening.
I can. If oh, something. No, 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 no. I just wanted to know. Wow, that's really intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, but, I, I, um, we don't have to do this, but I brought stuff from mimosas. Sit down. Put the headphones on. We're going. This is okay. it. We're in the party. <laughs> I love that you did. Actually, I don't have any, but I don't have any cups. Yeah, look at, this is... We might have to finish our coffee first and then decide what we can take a pause. If not, it's for you, Rachel. I literally... Yo, we're in. We're going. This is... You're the second person in here. Oh, my gosh. This is... This is... I was so inspired by a friend. Shit. Yeah, this is... It's a very little room. It's a very cozy room. I know. I'm a little nervous, which what is why I brought this stuff like, from mimosas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here she is. Joelle. Lurie, here, singer, songwriter, badass, everything, extraordinary. We're like, we're all, we all have lady boners for you. You know what I mean? So, and... Thank you so much. That's, if I had a nickel. For every time you heard that, you'd be a millionaire. How, dude, so, Joelle. Yes, yeah, I'm shorter than that, Paul. I, Thank no, you very I much. I'm, I literally I'm said flattered. this out, I thought... I, <laughs> I'm like I a like, little person. I'm, literally, I think I'm a couple inches from being a little person. <laughs> Talk into that. Hi, is that better? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Hello, hello. Good, she's here. She brought me coffee. I said I was going to get you coffee and tea, and then... I was at the Starbucks. It was my pleasure. Who did you run into? My friend. My friend was actually working, working at the Starbucks. So it was great. So we got this coffee for free. You got this. Yeah, yeah. It was my friend from back doing theater in Maine years ago, and he was working at the Starbucks. And I was like, "Bro, Jeff, what's up?" A theater dude here in Astoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, the Starbucks around the corner. So yeah, my pleasure. Okay, because there's someone. Do you know that singer Amy Rivard? Yes, of course. She lives right around She's here. She's a doll. She's the sweetest little She's bean. She's the sweetest. Canadian, too, which I think is so cool, eh? <laughs> Take off, eh? She really plays it up. She's super Canadian. As she should. That's a special feature. And you kind of play up your Bostonness, dog. Absolutely, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But listen, I'm from a suburb of Boston. I have a friend that's, like, from Boston, like West Roxbury. And every time I tell him... That I'm from, Bo- tell someone that I'm from Boston, he gives me shit about it. I'm from the suburbs, but then I went to BU, so I did go like. Yeah, no, that's, that's the, real yeah. Boston to me. Thank you. That, but there's like a provincial vibe in Boston, right? Like, you're not real Boston. That's in New York, too. That's everywhere. That's, that's a real thing, but you should see me behind the wheel. Like, it's where, like, I'm like nice, Joelle, but any, any like anger that I have deep below, like, it bubbles up me, like, and just behind the wheel in Boston. Only I'm, Boston I'm traffic or mad in woman. all New York oh, traffic? Oh, New York too. too. If I drive in the city, I'm, oh, mm. it's amazing. It's very therapeutic, actually. It's good. Now, how about, like, if you're intoxicated and you're talking to a real Boston friend, I bet the Boston comes out too, right? You know, just a little bit, not really, because my, my parents aren't from Boston. And so I think that's a lot of times how people get their accents is from their parents. Their yeah. parents. So my parents are Baltimore and Connecticut. They're not, a lot of people come to Boston to go to school, right? And then they meet that person that person and then they stay in Boston they raise a family there so a lot of people aren't originally from Boston a lot of people are there's like 60 colleges there there's so many colleges there it's a great it was a lovely lovely place to grow up did you go to BU because you didn't want to leave or just because 
great question, Paul. We're going to get right in there. Um, <laughs> no, this is good. I have so many qu- This is good, right? This I like, is so good. I like catching yeah. the energy. I got yeah. Joelle here early, and she was like telling me a, a John Jenner story. I was like, save it, save it. Save all this energy. We got to keep it right away. Okay. So, um, basically, I went, to, I went to Indiana University for a year after I graduated high school. Did you really? Yeah. I went to... So I, I grew up in Weston, Massachusetts, which is, like, right next to Newton and Waltham, like, suburb of Boston. Went to Indiana okay. University for a year to do, like, opera, classical voice. Hated my life there. Met amazing people there that I love very much. Made some wonderful yeah. friends, but really... Bloomington, Indiana. Didn't have a good time there. Because you missed home. Um, you few, missed the sea. A few... A few <laughs> things. Like, my parents were getting divorced, so there was a lot of, like personal family stuff going on. I kind of wanted to be like back home, closer to my brothers, yada yada. Um, also, I had this weird anti-Semitic um, experience where someone said something nasty about me being Jewish what? and horns, yada yada. And so I was just like, I think it's time for me to go. And I transferred back home to Boston University. That's pretty traumatic. That's a lot. That's a lot as an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it also was a special place. It just wasn't right for me. Yeah. You know, a lot of people love that school. IU, baby. I think I'll always love it for for a few reasons. I made some lifelong friends there, like beautiful campus. I used to run into the basketball players. Oh my god, it's a it's a crazy life there. Like they're stars. They're it's, super they celebs, are right? Super celebs on campus. <laughs> I feel like now they probably have like NDAs. They need to like have girls sign on like their apps to make sure that yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can. About? Yo, a hundred percent. I can't. It was a yeah, interesting place. Really, real specifically, <laughs> college male athletes are like they're gonna get, they're getting run over. They're getting crushed. The coaches, the whole that whole oh. that whole world is getting like. Oh yeah, it's a, exposed. It's a, it's, so I can only, and and a no offense to our people, <laughs> who are from the middle of the country, <laughs> right? Like, but like it's get it gets even weirder there. I always yeah. said that in the Syracuse basketball coach, like where I grew up, the Syracuse basketball coach could literally murder somebody. Oh, yeah. He could, like, get away with murder. Oh, yeah. So totally. Who, that's Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. That yeah, was, yeah, like, when I was there, could, it was he, crazy. Oh, my God. This is so funny that we're talking about this because I literally, like, kind of know nothing about IU basketball, really. <laughs> no, <it's been> right, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Joelle, look, your music was, like... For me to fully explain, so I've been in a phase where I was trying, I'm trying like mad. The room next to us where Joel and I are is, is playing like, oh, that is, that's intense. like a dance beat, right? It's a dance beat. All right. So for the past week, I have, I, I've been trying to find out what motivates my students. And I found mm, that a lot of them like modern hip-hop right now or yeah. trap beats right and it's yeah. it's like a cultural currency for them that they all kind of talk about these artists with drake being at the top which i don't know how he's still in the game but like and then there's like travis scott and i love friday so i've been i've been i went down a hole for a week to really get in there i was like i really want to understand yeah. this music it's all halftime trap beats so 
then I listened to both your records last night, and it was like not it was Drake. Like, no, not it was Drake. like it was like it was like finally it was like being in the darkness. You know what I mean? And finally, like being placed on a beach in Hawaii with a, like a cool breeze, like real music, real oh, singing. Man. And I was just like, oh, this is so fucking nice right now. Right, the opposite from what you've the hole you've been in for the Dude, past week. And I. I fell into the whole... You, you know if you, like, repeat, listen to something, eventually you'll fall in love oh, with it, right? Oh, absolutely. That's so true. It's so true, right? If you listen yeah. to something enough times... Then you're addicted to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, music is it's like nicotine. I also really admire that you wanted to kind of try to understand your students' influences. and I, I dig that. That's cool. Well, I'm just... Because cool I have these classes, and they're like fucking zombies now you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like put your phones away or like Ugh. talk to each other oh <laughs> the snapchat they're addicted the dick i mean to so snapchat. am i but they're more do you snapchat no i instagram like shit you know that i'm big on instagram i didn't i can't believe i'm not storing this right now <laughs> <laughs> it's fun i think it's kind of like i aim to entertain it's like having your own tv show i mm -hmm. feel like it's it's like a good little scrapbook of your life it's a good time this is why you're perfect. Like, this is, you, you aim to entertain and you do entertain. So Thanks, Paul. <clears throat> cats, I, to put this, I always, this I like, is my new thing. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm trying to like forward speak. I played everybody in with just what I needed. Oh, awesome. So tell me. Nice. Did you pick this song? Do you love this song? Did you have like. Oh, I love this song, but I think it was. Um, Ben Galina's idea, who mm -hmm. produced the record and also arranged the song brilliantly. He's a brilliant cat. And he's, my co-collaborator. Like, yeah, you're Batman and Robin. Yeah, he's like my work husband. He's amazing. <laughs> like, I think his real wife kind of like, <laughs> we joke that I sometimes take too much time from him. But um, no, yeah, he. I think he maybe was like, hey, we should cover this tune. I was like, I love that tune. Or maybe we we might have been actually asked to sing it at a wedding or something. Yeah. And then came up with, I can't remember, but um, I think he brought it up and it was a sick arrangement. So, yeah, thank, I'm glad, so glad you like it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's a great tune. It's an amazing tune. And you guys changed, like, little pieces of it. So Because I know yeah. that tune, like, intimately well. Yeah. So hearing it, like, fresh and, right. like, so I was just like... We try to like, I mean, this is now this isn't so so unique because I think everybody's doing it, but I think our equation has always been like jazzing up pop and popping up jazz. Mm -hmm. um, and so that record was was kind of just experimenting with that equation. So with just what I needed, it was jazzing that up with almost like being in love. Um, we kind of popped it up with like a like which is a great jazz standard. We kind of popped it up another Bengalina arrangement with like a Supremes kind of feel. Um, Man I Love, we made kind of like a Stevie Wonder feel. So, like, popping it up and jazzing up, vice versa. That's, I like this. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you say us. that out loud, it, like, completely makes sense. But, because <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I think I, I was like, oh, this is like a funk song. And then I was like, oh, it's like a Motown song. You know what I mean? It, like, has. That's, that's so cool, though, that you had that A lot of reaction. different, like, different styles and feels you know what I mean but it was the same totally. it's your voice is holding it all together obviously you know what I mean well thank you and my killer band I would be nothing without them <laughs> I really am so grateful I I work with some amazing musicians um but yeah that 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 record was cool too because we wanted to be just that like accessible for someone that isn't maybe a trained musician um 
so so accessible, but also something that a sophisticated musician like you, Paul, uh, could listen to and be like, oh yeah, that's that's cool, like very, just accessible and easy listening. Yeah, for like cooking, you know, or dancing, or like sexy time, whatever. Yeah, background, no, it's, it's background got, music it's got to all life. Those. Yeah, yeah, but you're like, yeah, you're 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 into it. Like you're like, oh, hello, <laughs> hello, Chardonnay. Let me just yeah. <laughs> totally, that's great. Yeah, pour yourself some wine, listen to that record. You yeah, know, that's right, though, right? Like, yeah. uh, when you're done with the day. Yes. Yeah. Right? This yeah. music. Or I the mean, Sunday morning kind of vibe. Sure, Sunday morning kind of vibe. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I Right? Like, we, we think about what kind of energy we want, and then we go for that artist. Yes. Yes. So, I guess I'm, I'm going for, like, a nice... It's, like, easy listening. Some Some of the songs are more, like, ballsy. Some of them are more... Just like sweet, easy listening. Mm. And so I was, (laughs) I always have this theory, like everybody, all of the best musicians that I know, right? It's like they're born. They're like, you you can't, I can't decide to become a diva. I'm a bit of a diva. You know what I mean? I realize in temperament, but I do not have the voice of a diva. You know what I mean? I am not Michael Buble or Josh Groban. So. You could be. (laughs) <laughs> not anymore the, the ship has sailed that's sweet of you to say and I'm always like what I have found is the common currency mm-hmm. and this has to be you because you, who the hell sings like you you know what I mean like you must have been singing you do you even remember the first time you sang or you're like zero and it's just a part of your life to have the the voice that you have right? um, like, um, I I was playing flute from a very young age and then I think when I was 10 when it kind of I was in middle school, I realized that I had a good voice, and I think I got a solo and chorus, and then got like a part in the play. Not never the ingenue part, always like the funny character, like redhead sidekick part. But I I was recognized from my voice, and I think that when you're a kid, that feels really good um, to be recognized for your talent, right? So sometimes I think like, did I keep going because I loved it, or did I keep going because I was good at it and it felt good to be recognized for that? I don't know. By the way, I think you found a great outlet for yourself in this podcast. Like, I think that, like, I don't, I, like, I, I just think that you've found a really great place for this. And I think you and I have a lot in common. Like, we're, like, very extroverted. Yes. Great MCs, life well. of the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, nice of you to say. Yes. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, like, I guess just performing in theater was kind of, like, my start to realizing that I was... So you weren't like, you you talk about your mother and father and you have three brothers. Yes. By the way, is everything okay with the recording equipment? I just Yeah, yeah, no, I looked, I was hearing you talk so softly. Oh, okay. Oh, it's probably because I was leaning back. Yeah, you're a little off the mic, but I'll fix it in post. Don't worry. Great, great, great. (laughs) We'll fix, we'll get that in post, yeah. (laughs) Did you pass Astoria Kaufman, by the way? Did you see it? Oh, no. That's right here? Every time I walk by them. I feel <laughs> it feels like like they're making Batman right over there, and then oh, or, <laughs> yeah, this hood is an, like I don't really I I never hear. This is like uh, yeah, this is like just yeah. You're just like yeah, Queens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like Street Ave. I don't know. I'll get up there somehow. Came up here for you, Paul. Um, yeah, my mom and dad like musical, but not not musical like like Beesky is amazing musical family. From you know, it's no, not, why, you, you okay, know? yeah, that's um, but they, yeah, grew up musical. Um, 
definitely in like playing music and loving music and my mom plays the guitar which is so special and um and then I yes I have three brothers that are just my life and Do they're they sing? the greatest Do they play? one of them um is Yes, Charlie is um, my younger brother. He's seven years younger than I, and he's an amazing songwriter, singer and songwriter, and he plays the guitar. He lives out in San Francisco. He's very talented. He has, um, he has an album, and he has albums out and stuff. He's, he's very talented, and I believe in him. So, yeah, see, this is all family thing. So he's go- is he doing it as a thing, or is he... He's not right now, actually. He does it as a passion and as um, a really serious hobby like a varsity sport would be um but he's working in sales at indeed.com you know people need to do what they need to do to make a living and sometimes that means music and sometimes that means having music on a back burner for a little bit oh yeah yeah of course i think it would probably well i always envied those people because it's like you can make whatever music you want to make yeah (laughs) you never like there's weird pressure yes, to... that's so true. Right, you're... To fit a brand or fit a, a box, like a, a style. That's so true. Right, you're like, ugh. Oh, and then so you do true. a bunch of gigs that maybe... Which are fun. I'm sure we both love all... I love corporate events. Sure. It's great, but... Sure. It, sure. It's are not you going to come art. home and work on more right. your own shit when you're done? No. Yeah. You're like, all right, now I'm going to do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not high art. You're going to come home and watch like Ozark or something to kick back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so does the whole family sing? You guys? No, literally just just me and Charlie and then um and he's some, done some gigs with us at Rockwood and we we play play music together and write together. Um but no, it's really just me. I'm kind of like the odd ball. Uh, My cousin Todd is an amazing drum player. Uh drummer, drum player. He um, plays drums, <laughs> drum player. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's really just me. And I yeah, I've you know Do tried Do you play piano though? No, I mean just enough to get by um, for my students, for my voice students. I, so, I play the chords. I play. I don't play enough that I'd play out ever. So really, you for like low key play my, piano? Yeah, just yeah, you know, simple, sim- the simple shit. And do you write from the piano? I do. You I fed me half a cup of coffee, and now I'm just like coming at you like. I yes, in my apartment, I play the piano for myself and for my students. Um, and I will write on the piano, but I more so write when it just will come to me during the day, mm-hmm. randomly. And then I'll, I'll have a, a melody and some lyrics, and then I'll voice memo that shit. And then try to figure out some basic chords later. And then I'll usually pass those lyrics and those that kind of skeleton over to Ben, and he'll, like, Eastman musicify it. And, like, <laughs> make it, like, super interesting and, like... Super nifty. Or sometimes I'll go all the way up to Washington Heights, where he has a beautiful apartment and a great music room, which has kind of become our music room. And we'll just have a blank slate and kind of trade back ideas on lyrics and melodies and come up with something really cool and then make a demo of it. That's kind of how I write with him. Yeah. Yeah. But with Charlie and I, I think we just kind of riff off of each other and yeah, we'll we'll have writing sessions and um, make stuff up on on the spot when we've like designated time to it. Um, Yeah. Whereas other 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 times with my band here, it's just coming coming at me, random times. And are you like con- are you on the train and you're writing yes. little songs? Yes, all the, the time. The train, the plane. Yes, it's crazy. I'll so have, do you like, have like licks. a backlog of like oh sixty God, songs? Oh my I or? do. I yeah. do. <laughs> I really need to like calendarize ugh, making a time to just 
I think that's what January and February and March are for. Like, I'm going to just go into those voice memos, pick out shit, decide what to throw away, put some stuff together. Um, yeah, I want I want to record it. I do have plans for recording a, an original album and EP, not album, EP in January, February. Much more manageable. We, <clears throat> very true. <laughs> with <laughs> the right? band, with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have songs that we've been playing out for like two years and have not recorded. Um, and and so it's time. It's time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, as a songwriter, and I, you know, I teach this one songwriting class. Like, I'm always fascinated how other, I want to know, like, how everybody else does it. Oh my gosh, I want to know how you do it. I want to know what you teach. I don't have I one way. Class. I'm always trying everybody else's ways. Like, I don't yeah. necessarily, I have, as a guitar player from the Kurt Cobain, like, you know, eighth grade, it's, it always kind of yeah. comes back to, like, guitar uh-huh. and, like, uh-huh. being mad. Yeah, or oh, absolutely. trying to be weird. Yeah. You know? So that's, like, my home yes. base. But I think, like anything, I think that the consistency of writing, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of... Consistency of anything, yes. Reps, yeah, right. Reps, like reps. Writing, and almost, if you don't write for a little while... Yeah. Then you have to write, and then, like, you write shitty shit for, like, two weeks. And then you're like, oh, okay, okay, here's the good stuff again. That's so like, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's so true. It really is like anything else in life. Like, you don't go to yoga for two weeks, and you kind of have to really, like, work hard at it to get back there where and, you were. At the same time, though, it can happen randomly. Like, sometimes I'll... I, I get very... I'm a very open person, and I get very... Um, I, I think I... Right, like writing music is very therapeutic. If I'm angry, right, something happens and I'm angry about it at that moment. Even if I haven't written anything that month, I'm going to write something, and it might be really good because I'm feeling that honest. You're feeling, yeah, it. yeah. So it goes both ways. It does. Those are those like moments of inspiration where you're yes. like, truth, which are beautiful, beautiful. And I'm always, and I always try to like then look back on it and be like, okay, what was that? What was yeah. was it like? The yeah, sun or this happening. weird emotional event or like mm-hmm. I listened to something and I was like, yeah, I want to. Right. I don't know. So. Yeah. Because like, look, dude, if in my mind, if I had your voice, I would just fucking wake up and like just rip. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like, it's the thing like I, I don't have, I don't have an instrument here like you do. You know what I mean? So it's funny. I always Some hear of the- people who fucking sing like you and I'm like, I bet they just like. They just, you know, you can just voice memo it. There it is. There's the track. I'm just going to release that. You but know? some of my favorite singers are singers that aren't, that wouldn't maybe define themselves as having, like, the best voices. Right? Like, really raw. I don't know. Like, ugh, I'm trying to think of someone right now. Um... Oh, yeah, a lot of singers, right? Like, actually, Janet Jackson. I was talking about Janet Jackson last night. She she probably has a belty sound, and, and for sure. But, like, a lot of her a lot of her stuff is using that, like, airy kind of softer, smaller voice. Yes. You know what I mean? But she's, like, fantastic. She's such a great, I don't know, her phrasing is great, and she's just the best, and I don't know. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it just depends. If someone's a good storyteller, right? Like, at the Tony Awards, it's, it's best... Um, actor in a musical not best singer in a musical I always tell my students that best actor it's about the storytelling it's about yeah. the lyrics it's about but yes thank you I am I I am very grateful for my instrument alright now you alright now you opened like three so tabs my, I got so ADD no 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 I like this okay <laughs> Janet Jackson I've actually never thought about the quality of her voice yeah right did you 
I've been Rhythm I've been, Nation and um, all that shit where you like The Velvet Rope. I, I I don't know, yeah, I kind of have been re just trying to rediscover with people that I listen to in my youth. I think that's really amazing to think about. Yeah. Like people that you would sing in the shower when you were like thirteen and going back to those songs and those artists now. Or that you were driving to when you were sixteen, you were first behind the wheel, like Whitney. You know, and going back to that actual album I think is is a nifty thing to do. Oh man. Fiona Apple when I went up through my like first breakup in high school. When really the pawn? feeling it. No. Um, Which, title. 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 The first record. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, the the drama. The emotions. She's like eighteen on that record too, right? Yes. Yes, like eighteen, very skinny. Always very skinny. <laughs> but um, skinny. She's like tiny. She's like this big. Yeah. She's tiny. No, yeah. she is like she's got a super babe thing. She right? does. Like angry, <clears throat> tiny, like super soulful. Definitely she's got she's got that whole thing like she's just you know she's totally off. Like Yes, she's she might stab somebody. Totally. She's a little cray cray. <laughs> yeah, which you're is a little, like, yeah, yeah you're a little frightened of her. Yeah. Um but like you listen to her music and you wanna like cry and it's yeah, it's good. I've been doing music like that with some of my teen students, which is a good time. Are they all into Billie Eilish? Oh my god. They could not get enough of They the can't get enough of her, right? <laughs> oh my god, they're obsessed with Billy Eilish. I'm really yeah. That I'm I'm very new to her catalog, but I've just heard her name so many times now that I'm like oh my god. All right, I'm gonna yeah. check her out. I yeah, swear to exactly. god. Exactly. She is a Fiona Apple of She's the this. Fiona she of this is. generation, right? But yeah. yes, but I think a little but a little like airier, a little floatier. I think Fiona had some grit to her and pain to her. Billy is a little like I don't know. Billy feels a little. Uh, I'm speaking about something I don't know. She I know. feels a little industry like like a they forced a 16 year old girl and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna use her. 100%. Like she has blue hair and like yes. looks a little scary or something. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. But the kids love her. But she, yeah, it's, yeah, she's so she's still so young because like Fiona was young and I went back recently and re-listened to When the Pawn. Oh yeah, I need to do that. You're inspiring me. That. That record is unbelievable. Oh, gosh. You know? I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait to rediscover. Wait, so we went back. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so we were talking so about... Actor. Uh, right, we talked musical. about actors, musicals, because I'm a little bit of a musical theater dork, so we... That's a good... That's a good... So we went there, I like that point, though. Which is kind of how we re- reconnected, because I remember meeting you years ago at Kenny's Castaway, like, when I was, like, 22 or something. Is that... Did you write? You played there? Like I, Halloween? I played there. Halloween. <clears throat> like two times a week for a little period. Yeah, of right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's my Bleecker Street stripes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a, it's not you, to, to the people That's who don't know, it's not even a bar anymore. <laughs> it's not even a bar anymore. <laughs> it doesn't right? even exist. Yeah, 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 but playing those, playing weekly gigs is the best, right? That's how you get your chops. So, I mean, I'm grateful for my weekly gigs. But anyway, yes, I met you like so long ago, and then we reconnected. Yeah. Recently through Abby Payne and also her and her amazing, amazing musical. Yes. Where you would literally, literally, everybody in the band was like, man, when Joe, it's just a shot in the dark. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, girl. Like, I, you were, I, I was told you this one time too. You were like, you're getting me psyched up. I'm getting like psyched. I'm like, yeah, we're Good. going in. You know? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Got some power in there. It's just the music. Abby's music is incredible. So it makes you want to, she writes really well for singers because she is one. 
Yes, that's true, right? She. Yeah, yeah she knows. Oh, you. Yeah, you singers. I mean, the, I, I honestly have <laughs> really <laughs> complex feelings with. She's kind of the first singer I had to work with where she's changing keys where then you're like, right. well, this isn't this isn't the song anymore. Don't Stop Believing is an E. You know, Just what I needed. It's oh, in E. Like, I right. can only hear the song in E. Right. Right. But so I know so what side of this fence right, you're right, on. Right, like, right, you're right. like, I'm, I will change it to fit my dynamic. You know, my voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but where but I'm like, you, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. But a, but a girl has to do that if it's a guy's song. You know? Usually. Yes. Right. You know? Yes. And that Journey song is not easy. Last song at the wedding gig, right? Am I right? Dude, come on. You, that song's like right in your zone. Like, you, that's like right where you all right, live. All right, all right. It's I, not easy. It's, it's, it's not easy when my ass has been. Like, <laughs> everybody, come on! <laughs> Thank you so much for having us! You guys, sing it! Pleasure! And they know every word, and you're like, wait, what's. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Are you doing that guitar part while you're singing? We gotta do a gig together. Anyway. Well, yeah, I simplify the guitar part. It yeah. becomes just, but yeah. So, because do you know you know Jeff Tui? No, I. I mean that name is like, it been in my orbits for a long time. Is he a purchase kid? I mean, I know I know of him, of course. But no, dude, he went to a school in Boston. He went to. Do you go to Berkeley? Emory? No, is um, that in, in Emerson? Atlanta? Emerson. Emerson. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emerson. It's a great school. And, and so he's from musical theater. Yes. World. And yes. He, he's he's a good actor. Like, all you guys have... It's all of Constantine. Yes. He went yeah. to school in Boston. Right. Boko. Jay yeah. Stolar. Yeah. All you awesome yeah. singers come from... Wait, but what of, did you actually study at BU? Oh, I was a classical voice major. So I, I, I graduated, like, in opera. I studied opera. Ah. But I, I never But I never wanted to sing opera. It's just... Um, but I'm really grateful for the training. I was always like moonlighting in Boston, like singing at piano bars, doing jazz and pop, and doing voiceover work and jingles. Actually, jingles were still a thing, and I that was my my job in in college was doing all these New England jingles. So I was always doing jazz and pop. And then, but when I came to New York, I was like, I need to do musical theater. Like I love musical theater. Um, I had been already called in for like Hairspray on Broadway a few times because um, I don't know if you know that part, but she's kind of like a short chunky girl and I used to be chunkier so I went for for that part a lot <laughs> anyway and then um so I auditioned for like years probably like for five for four or five years and um got got my equity card like did some regional professional theater and stuff did great workshops but like I wasn't fitting this mold that people wanted me to be I have a I'm a unique type I'm a sassy Jewish redhead. Like I wasn't fitting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you're. Like, it wasn't I mean, what is right it, like, for me. Six of you in New York that could do these gigs. Yeah, like <laughs> sassy Jewish redhead who can wail. Like, come well, on. I don't know. It just like it. It wasn't coming easily, easily to me. And so I wanted to create my own thing. And that's kind of when we started this band uptown um, on Pinehurst Avenue because I was sick of trying to do someone else's shit, and I wanted to do my own. Yeah. So that's where that came in, and that was, like, right. ten, ten, I don't know, ten years ago, like, 2007, 2008. And um, I was, um, I did not go to SUNY Purchase, but um, No, you're, my, you're honorary. I, I'm, I like to think that I'm honorary, and everybody thinks I did, because I, I <laughs> dated a wonderful boy um, in my 20s named Brett Gregory, who went to Purchase, and we all lived on Washington, on, in Washington Heights with, yeah. um, like, Ben Galena, Nick Consul, and Connor Meehan. I'm just name dropping people that 
you should know if you don't, people. But hopefully <laughs> you will know them. Um, and, yeah, we were all friends on the same block. And, like, we just decided that we'd do some cocktail jazz, put together a cocktail jazz band for some cocktail hours, make some cash. And then it kind of grew, and we were like, wait, if we learned all the covers and shit, then we could do the whole, any kind of event. And it kind of grew from there. Um, and then we started writing our own stuff, and it just kind of it just kind of grew. Mm. Um, so I'm grateful that I, those guys came to my life. So in 2007, when the musical theater, which, which <clears throat> I don't know, the little bit that I've seen this yeah. world, like yeah. it's like sticking my pinky toe in it. It's sure. like insanely competitive. It's got to be the most competitive world in New York, right? Because there's only like what X amount of shows, and there's like yeah. hundreds of people flocking hundreds. here. Yes, every thousands year. every year. Yeah, every year. Yeah, it is very competitive. <clears throat> were you? Did you just cut it off? Were you like, and we're done with that? No. Or it, have you kind of always? I've always the kept doors a, still kept open a toe a in somehow. Like someone will call me to do a concert or something. Or no, I've tried to keep a toe in and keep in touch with some people. And sometimes I'll get called for for things. Someone will remember me, and and I'll go in for something. But I've kind of kept it. I'm not angry at it. I, I love musical theater. I just think that um, if it's right, it will resurface. And I think with Abby Payne's musical it was right i love her i yeah. it was the right opportunity and maybe it'll happen again i can't lie that like i still have a little broadway dream bug deep inside of me <laughs> um so you know maybe it'll happen maybe it won't so you did a lot of that in high school high school theater dork yes yeah, yeah, yeah. all right but was also doing jazz also like always singing jazz i wouldn't stop listening to ella fitzgerald and singing all these torch songs yeah but yeah musical theater that was like i really wanted to do that because it's it's incredibly powerful, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's wonderful, and it's great community. It's, it's I mean, I think right, it's such a such a great community. You have these like showmances, make these amazing friends. You're deep in it. It's just like going on. Yeah, it's just like going on tour or something. Or like, it really is. Yeah, it's a big hang for a few weeks. It's wonderful. Like it's, I think it's. Um, yeah, I had some great experiences. And that dude, you that is what I felt and forgot about it. That's exactly even what I said to Abby. Is like. I think part of what I love about originally as a young man, like like music, is it's like it brought people together. Regardless of whatever it is, whatever it's church, musical theater, it's 100%. hanging out with your buddies. It was always, and now look, Absolutely. now I have this room alone where I'm like in here trying to, I'm like, this is sterile. Yeah, but you're like, building community. People are listening. You're building community. That's it's, what's it's all about. It's a different about. kind of community. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I hear you. <clears throat> but when you're doing this music and there's like all these people that f are there you're like yes, oh my god this is so amazing yeah it's really powerful it's really wonderful I think especially growing up it's a great way for you know kids to just learn how to work together right it's like team sport it's great yeah so and now here's my other idea though okay. which you you are you're like yeah you know I found these guys you're the brains behind this whole thing. You're the muscle. You're like the you're like the muscle and the brains. You know what I mean? You just found like some arms. You were like <laughs> I have a little Come on. I have a little business um acumen a, little I do. I do. Yeah, I, I I know this. I'm quite ambitious and I'm um yeah. I I it's like I've project managed a lot of it. Um and and Ben and I certainly do that together now. Yeah. For sure, a lot of the booking and stuff. But um, yeah, it definitely like flexes my that business muscle that I that I like, that I um, that I, and that I've kind of had some other opportunities to to learn 
and flex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I'm very ambitious. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, talk about it. Talk okay, about it. You're like, I don't know if so, I want to talk about it. I'm like, talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Well, it's I think fascinating. It's, I think it's an illusion. I think it's it's funny, right? Because here I am. I'm like, Paul, should I, should I talk about the fact that right now I'm doing some consulting for this for a wonderful startup. Should I talk about that? Um, you know, here are pros and cons. A, if I talk about what I'm doing right now um, for a part-time day gig, then um, I can kind of break the illusion that artists, sometimes if they're given a great opportunity to make some really great money outside of the music field, they should take it. If you're yeah. not a trust fund kid, you got to make have- some money when you have the opportunity <laughs> to make it, for Christ's sake. You know, hundred percent. But B, the con is like, oh God, you know, if people, right? People ask all the time, like, oh, are you full time professional musician? Well, fuck yes. Like, yes. Is it okay that I'm swearing so much? (laughs) No, it's explicitly. Okay, great. Um, so, (laughs) so, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Wait, can I swear? I know. Um, yeah, it's like people ask me that, and then yes, I am. I, I'm a full time musician. I, I sing, I gig, I teach. Um, but. I do have this other business thing that I've developed, and if I'm given the opportunity to do that once in a while, I'm going to do it. So basically, five years ago, in 2013, I was kind of in the unique spot through a high school friend and through my brother, who's a business guy, um, to start working at this, start start at launch at this wonderful company called Harry's, which is like the same founder as Warby Parker. It's a shaving company. They do a lot of advertising on podcasts called oh, Harry's. Harry's. It's a shaving company. I should have brought you some shit. I will next time. Wait, men's shaving yeah, or ladies I'm shaving? I'm surprised that you have not I seen probably this. No, I probably have. Like but they're it's, demo, baby. N- n- now, that, now that you're going <laughs> to... Now that you said this, it, it will all click in like two days. It I'll will. be like, oh, dude. But yeah, when oh it, my in God, a it podcast, will. if I hear it, I, I will fast forward yeah, to sure, the sure, ad Yeah, sure, sure, it's, sure. It's a really... Incre- it's, it was incredible. I basically was finishing my first record. I wanted just some stability. I wasn't auditioning anymore. I told my voiceover agent I didn't want to go on any, any more voiceover auditions. I just wanted to work during the day, get some professional skills, do my music at night and weekends. So for two and a half years, I did that 2013 to 2015. Um, so I left all of like the kind of flexible jobs, restaurant jobs aside. And I... I helped launch this amazing brand. I was like in the first 20 employees and um, it was really an amazing opportunity. Um, and so what, okay. Now. So I left, I left three years ago, <clears throat> but recently they've been, um, they're, they're, they're launching a women's brand. And so they called me in and asked if I wanted to consult part-time just for three months around that brand. So that, around that brand launch. launch. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of like, these three months until holiday, I'm helping out part-time at this amazing startup and also teaching and gigging, and it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. No, you're you're a straight hustler. Like, this is this... I am. This, I, like, I love... Am. I, like, I wish I had the skills that you have, you know what I mean? And clearly, people, other people are like, I wish I had these skills, too. <laughs> we, we just hire. Well, like, you know what I mean? I... And I recently, I have a friend, <laughs> he lives in San Fran. Yeah. And this is a couple of years ago, and he was talking about spreadsheets, and I was like, dude, I honestly, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to use a spreadsheet <laughs> or look at them. So explain to me, like, you're explaining to a seven-year-old what 
What is this? What does this even mean? I don't even know. Like spreadsheets and all that business shit. Yeah, like is that when you were doing the startup? Did oh you- yeah, I actually didn't do that stuff. I have soft. I, I those are kind of like known as hard skills in like the business world, like Excel spreadsheets, and um, that's kind of a, a different world. What I what what I've kind of gravitated to, and the experience I have is um, a lot. I do a lot of training. I do kind of on onboarding, some kind of HR recruiting stuff. Um, I'm oh, actually onboarding, re- dude. These words excite <laughs> me so much. Yeah. I, I have oh a, my God. I have an eighteen or like twenty eighteen <laughs> office words. You say like looping in, circle back, circle back. I don't have the bandwidth. Yes, <laughs> let me just dimensionalize that for a second. I've never heard that one. What I does need that some mean? metrics. I need some metrics. Like basically, dimensionalize. People, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's an interesting one. I think it's like needing needing the right numbers to. You need you need the right numbers um, to to make a business decision about something, right? You need to know how much it's going to affect the outcome. Yeah. Dimensionalized. I know. Dude, I learn something every day. <laughs> Showmance and dimensionalized. Two <laughs> new words. Oh, my God. Metrics. Yeah. Oh. yeah so you know all these words. So you said these are like business soft skills. Yes, I do like, yeah. it. Yes, exactly. I do a lot of um, kind of kind of like um, any any customer content that's any content that's facing the customer, right? Like FAQs on a website. Okay. Um, or emails that go out to a customer. I kind of go over those and I make sure that it's um, warm and friendly and bubbly, just like myself. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it feels good to the customer. Um, it's a really important part of business today. I think you, you've probably seen the trends of like Alexis and like Alexa, all that, all that. But, um, yes. Kind of like personalizing the customer experience and warming it up and making people feel. Um, connected to the brand. So you're the person who does that. Um, that's like kind of kind of one of the things I do. Yeah. How do they even evaluate whether or not someone has these skills? It's just like they know. This is like oh, like y- the skills that I've learned. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I can't I even think imagine when how you would get the metrics on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you're at an early stage startup, which is seriously like a once in a lifetime opportunity it's it's like it's like if you were given a record deal at, at 18 i mean being able to be in the first 20 at a at an exciting wonderful startup is is it was one of the best experiences of my life um but i think there you you kind of figure out you're you're doing everything it's like you're doing everything and it's like you're launching a show it's literally like a broadway opening and um you learn your skills and people see skills in you and so they think oh okay you can do that really well great we'll put you here mm. so you kind of you you make it up as you go and it's then, improvising yeah. which is something we all learned from studying music yes. and jazz yeah and then all of a sudden you've gotten you good to. at one thing and then <clears throat> you get even better at it yeah that's fascinating so, yeah so it's 20 employees now it's like 250 so you've just watched this company yeah, I took three years off to just do... I left to just pursue music and, and teaching. Um, yeah, I had, like, this NPR feature that I was lucky enough to have um, in, like, 2015. And it kind of, like, stuff in my music career started happening, and so I decided to leave the company um, and uh, left for three years. And now I'm just back for, yeah, three months. Well, this is... Yeah, this is, like, a con- contract. contract. Yeah, exactly. The- I'm available for all and every gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Actually, I'm not. I have a lot of gigs lined up, so I'm doing both right now. I'm like, I'm you're fucking right, you're busy burning hustler. Well, yeah. thank you for making the time to schlep to for Queens. you, Paul. God, please. it's amazing. I, I love the podcast. I think it's fantastic. <clears throat> I like that you're. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I was a fan of yours before, but then when I heard the podcast, oh, and then you were like, oh wow. I'm just honored to be here. <sighs> well, dude, I told this story. Greg Mayo, my mm-hmm. dear friend, and. Yes. 
He's been on the podcast, and... I've met him a few times. He's he's a fan of the podcast. The day that these drop, he'll, like, text me, like, a really... He'll, like, an inside joke from it or something like that. So, Greg, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he told me this story about Bon Jovi. Uh, you know what we, like obsess over the people at the top tier. I'm telling his story. Oh, I could tell a sure, story about Joe Scarborough sure. or something like that. But he was talking about how, like, this story blew my mind, but like, they're all... He, the way he told the Bon Jovi story is that all day, all the time, he's working on business. His wine business, whatever his business is. He's doing... Yeah. See, and I use scare quotes because I don't really yeah. know what the fuck that means. Like, my brain is still trying to, like, process business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, oh, right. it, am I doing business? And I'll be like looking at Instagram or whatever, you know what I mean? I think I'm doing business, you know what I mean? Like, is I this hear, business? But I see, hear. you already have this thing. So you like, you can do music and business. Together. You're and doing it, it. It is that, right? Like, I mean, talent is one thing, but then you got to get the gigs and sometimes you have to organize the gigs. And so it's both. And I think like, even getting into the kids music stuff for us, I think flex those business skills too because it was just a totally new project that we had to do and um, something that's really fitting. So yeah, I think like mixing all of that together is important so to survive. Just did you get these skills from your parental units? <laughs> like is there a business yeah. bone in the body? Was uh, your um, mother and or father like, you know, handing you the Wall Street Journal mm. at like age seven? <laughs> Because there's kids like that, too, where you're like, oh, you can understand the stocks. Like, I have no idea what's going on. You know? A little bit, but not really. My dad's a psychiatrist, which I think is why I like talking about feelings and embracing the dark sides and all that shit. Um, uh, so you got that. You can, like, you're evolved. You were evolved. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can talk to my dad about anything. I feel very, very hashtag blessed for that. Like, I can talk to my dad about anything. He's the type who can prescribe drugs? Yes. Yes. Wow. But you can't. So he's a, like a PhD. Uh, no, MD. He's an MD psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. So he can he can um, prescribe anything that's not a conflict of interest. So like, if I wanted Zoloft, he couldn't do that. You know, wow. if I wanted Adderall, he couldn't do that. But he could do like a Z pack or like the birth control pill. Or, like, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And does he have? But he's also a therapist. He's also does like therapy. So it's it's. Do you do you go to therapy or have been to uh, therapy? Yes, every Friday. It's the best money I spend and the best time I spend. Dude, I just did. Okay, so the podcast is. I'm learning a lot on the podcast, and I'm making like yeah. a to do list in my head. Yeah. <clears throat> From Kalu Holly, I have to do ayahuasca. Oh, interesting. Right. That's like yes, sure. White dude podcast culture. Like <laughs> that's startup culture too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. All the business dudes do that shit. Yeah. They all do that shit. They all do that shit. They have to go to Canada or Mexico and or Hudson Valley. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or Napa. Yeah, you should do it. And then it. they come back, and then they are like... My brother had an epiphany. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so tell me the other things about on the, t- the oh, life well, to do I've list. I've never gone to therapy, and Teddy Kumpel was literally looking like... He's like, it's New York Church. Oh like, my what God. do you mean yeah, you haven't, I, I, you I, haven't done agreed, this? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Agreed. All right, I, I'm going to do this. Like, it's you a, grew up with it, though. Like, you, it's I such, did. Like, I, I feel did. this way, and this makes me... Absolutely. Validate my feelings this way. Or. Absolutely. It's it's very important for me. I think it, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's very important for everyone. I think everybody should be in, should, it's just wonderful to be, um, self-discovery. It's great. Yeah. And I think also, um, like being a single woman at, at, at my age, which I'm not going to disclose, but I think that like a lot of, um, understandable 
people, human kind of emotions come up, and I think it's important for me to like talk about that with someone. Social constructs, all that shit. It's yeah. just like it's good for me to to be able to go to someone that's not a friend, somebody that's totally objective, and just like speak my mind and kind of try to reframe, um, reframe some thoughts in my head about where I thought I'd be at this age and what I thought I'd be doing at this age. And is this therapist specific to like a performer? No, but she actually used to be a singer, which I find really helpful. She used to be a singer. And does she have... You and I should... Here's our startup. Here's my startup idea. This is totally up there. Love it! Why can't we offer this... I feel like teaching lessons to kids. I'm like, this is a therapy session. Like... I feel like if I, if, I, if I called it therapy, I could, like, triple my rates or something. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> no, that's so true. I once taught this CEO um, that was, like, like an adult that wanted... She was just, like, angry at the, all day at her employees. She was like, I just want to come and, like, sing Alanis Morissette songs and get angry. And she did, and she'd sometimes cry and, like, get... Right? That chakra release? Yeah. It is. But, yes, what we do is that. It really it is, is, right? It is! Yes! Let's talk about that. I, I think you got to just... It's just, like, changing the words of what it is you we do you know what i mean like absolutely yes that's let's so i'm gonna i'm gonna check this out circle, and that's cool. circle back I'll, let's, <laughs> let's circle back on this one <clears throat> we, i'm not ready to socialize this yet but uh when i get some <laughs> metrics <laughs> oh my god we'll I love check it. it out i love it i love it i love um, all that office speak yeah i do too <clears throat> i'm gonna forward you the yeah. Handy Office Speak Guide 2018. Oh, I cannot wait. I'll use some of those words tomorrow. No, you already probably know them, though. You're, <laughs> like, it's like a... Because it's like a whole language, you know what I mean? It is. It's a whole culture. Oh, it's a whole culture. It's a whole culture, and... Oh, yeah. It is. It's it's It feels like... I think going to purchase, right? Yeah. It, like, you, you poo-poo that. Like, you're like, eh, I'm not blaming purchase. It's who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. It's not sure. purchase's fault. What do you mean? Like, poo-poo what? Poo-poo. Like, uh, I don't need business. Sure, or, sure. I hear you know it. what I mean? Like, yeah. art school, like, I'm beyond this. Of course. Or, I'm above this. Of and then course. you see people doing that, and you're like, whatever, man. And then, like, five years yeah. later, you're like, oh, that was smart of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. You know, for me also, like, I'm such an extrovert, and I think that the freelance life for me can sometimes get hard in the mornings. Like, if I have a late, late gig, Right get home really late from Tavern on the Green, like, travel all the way back to Brooklyn, and then, like, sleep till 10, feel kind of bad about it, um, watch a show. Like, I just, like, I think my mornings were starting to feel, like, depression. (laughs) And, like, I was like, I need to be around other humans. Like, I'm a people person. I need to be around other humans. And that's right when this kind of opportunity came my way. So I think there's something to be said about just diversifying our lives. Like, being, well, yes, being, like, we're fucking focused musicians. Like, that's what we do. That's what we are. But I think um, if opportunities come our way to kind of, like, diversify and m- mingle with different kinds of people, then it's a great opportunity we should take. That is... That's cool. Yeah. No, that's... See, now, that's a very self-aware thing, right? Because, like, as a freelancer, it can get weird in those yeah, weird do you feel morning that too? hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Biggest struggle. <clears throat> I think that's like, part of why I have to move this here. Oh, I have sure. to get out of the house. Because if I'm Absolutely. in my house, yeah, I can fall into a YouTube hole. And oh, oh, yeah. Maybe I'll go back to bed. Yeah, bro. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> maybe I'll read a book. And I'll absolutely. Be like, it's still, I lo- this is Rachel's yeah. phrase. I really like it. It's called productive navel gazing. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
but really, I got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know I what I mean? It. There's I got like, it. I got um, it. there's value in there relaxing. Is va- there is value. hundred percent. Yeah. Reading, watching good TV, like relaxing your mind. There's tons of it. puttering around. There's value to that. Yes, but, but then it can reach means. a place where you're like, maybe. Yes, it can reach a this place is too where you much. need some. Yeah. So you're excited by your just general hustle. Like you're you're the late gig, you're coming home and then you gotta go work with other people at eight AM yeah. or something. I try to arrange it so that when I have a late gig I don't have to do that. And also it's just through the holidays, which by the way are gonna be insane because we're at Tavern on the Green like three times a week and then with this job. It's just gonna be a busy time. But yeah, I'm buckling down. You know what's cool? I don't know if you feel this way, Paul, but like January, February, March for me are like Summer vacation. <laughs> Summer vacation. Like yeah. nothing. I'm just teaching. Like basically no gigs. Yes. So it's like, yeah, this is a hustle. I'm just trying to like get through and enjoy. And then my goal is that January, February, March will be like my creative time again. You know? Yes. Do record, do another, do an EP, like write, write some shit. You know, see all the friends that I haven't seen in a while. You know? Oh yeah. No, I know. January. Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. I 100 percent know. Okay, so we'll do our startup. We'll start our startup in January. Music. Well, there's already like words for it. Music we need therapy. a new word. Bo- yeah. It would be therapy a new word. Like, it would need a new word. I know. Well, here's I was talking about this yesterday with my friend. Like a life coach mm-hmm. is someone who does not have the MD, right? It's like I right. think you could be a life coach. Sure. There it's are programs a- though that usually have to, yes. There are a lot of programs now that, that people like to see. But yes, I could be a life coach, I guess. Is that this that's different than a therapist? Oh, for sure. It's a totally different degree. Oh, absolutely. Therapist is like trained in, in, in psychoanalysis or they're social workers and or both or yeah, it's a totally different thing. Oh yeah, but therapy is wonderful. I mean, I can talk to you more about that and give you some names if you want. No, no, it's it's uh, <clears throat> I'm a Northeast Jew. Radio. Like it's what every No, it's you guys what all like invented do. the whole we, like, invented culture. Therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just what we do. It's what is the best. Yeah. I, I I'm with you though. I'm with you that Yes, those winter months. So the winter months are hard. You alluded to this. We need to talk about it. In your ever evolving industriousness, <laughs> you created a whole third character, and oh, I Jojo. think of it as a third character. Yes, Jojo and the yes, Pinecone. Yes, yes, yes. You so, talked about it real quick, but yes. Okay, so I'll give you like the background. So okay, so our bands, our regular adult band, which is so funny when I say adult band because it makes me think like XXX. Like adult <laughs> band. <laughs> You're like, we do adult parties. We do adult parties, if Bondage, you know what I mean. Bondage, <laughs> exactly. whatever you need. Whatever you need, baby. <laughs> take, we'll take any gig. No, so that so that band name, by the way, was jo- Joel and the Pinehurst Trio. So Pinehurst Avenue is where we all met. Joel and the Pinehurst Trio. We've actually rebranded that to be Joel Lurie Band because we realized that Pinehurst Trio is limiting in terms of um, instrumentation. So now for Joel Lurie oh. Band, then we can have any we can have our horns section, yada, yada. Also, um... When you Google Joel and the Pinehurst Trio, we just look like a wedding band, and we're much more than that. So um, we are now Joel Laurie Band. However, we kind of had this unique opportunity four years ago where Lincoln Center Education came to us, and they were like, hey, we know you guys. You're a great, like, adult jazz band in the city, and we think you'd actually be – we actually think you'd be great as a kids' band. Would you be interested in doing kids' music? And I was like, hell yes. I've always wanted to do that. I'm already teaching kids. I'm good with kids. I'm like a kid whisperer. I'm short like a kid. I should totally be doing kids <laughs> music. Yes. And so um, they they were wonderful and gave us a, a grant um, to help us develop ourselves as a kids band known as JoJo and the Pinecones, which was like the Joel and the Pinehurst trio at that time, but kids version. 
So JoJo and the Pinecones. And um, that was great. We also, so we, we developed ourselves through them. Then I had kind of like a patron that was really into music and education um, help us with the album. Um, as And the, the grant helped with that too. And then we released it um, at Lincoln Center in 2017. And it's it's just gone almost better than anything else. Like, just easier than anything else. Everything else seemed so hard and such a hustle. And it's just like... <laughs> We got a great booking agent, and we had Lincoln Center support, and we booked Lollapalooza. They have, like, a kid's stage at Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, Tim Kubart like, yes, was on our right record, now. who's yeah. a good friend. And so, it, and the, the, the community embraced me. It's so funny. When I go to kids' music events, they only know me as JoJo, like, not as Joelle. It's really hilarious. Um, and it's just, like, a wonderful community, and it was just easy. I think, like, we fit a niche. 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 We were, like, Either this, yeah, this yeah. like, jazz band that um, the, that could do stuff for kids. And we got Bruce Harris and Purchase Grad, amazing trumpet player, helping us. And really, we're really, really proud of the record, and Ben Galeen and I co-produced that, that record. And it's, we're, it's, it's half originals that we wrote, um, half kind of covers or jazz tunes, and it's, it's for the whole family. You had the mu- that's amazing. This is an amazing story. I didn't realize the involvement of the muscle that is Lincoln Center. They they helped a ton. They helped a is ton. Is that they were the umbrella of it all? Yeah. Did they want you as an educational thing or oh, it performative? Came, it was all yeah. Of the it things. was all the things like because I know they have a huge right. that kids bop the um. Well, we also are kid like we're resident kids artists. So we as part of the grant we go to our outer borough schools or the schools will will bus into Lincoln Center and we'll do shows for them and we educate them on the jazz age. So, like, part of that is doing school shows. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know they have that yeah. whole younger... Do you know that younger dude, audience? Adam Platt? I know his name, but I don't know... I don't know him. Should I? I should. He... Weebop or Kids Bop or... Kids Bop? I know Lincoln Center has a whole... Where they're doing jazz Oh, is that thing. the... But that's a jazz thing. This isn't Lincoln... Lincoln Center is, like, this whole... This is Lincoln Center education, so not Lincoln Center jazz... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Which is the wind. It's world, different, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Which we kind of took Bruce Bruce Harris is kind of in that world. So, yeah, totally, but different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they singled you out, and then you're like, maybe you should do this. And you were like, I could do that, and then yes. I'm going to do this. Oh. Yes. Oh. And Ben and I and the band made it happen, and I'm really, really proud of us. I think actually I'm more proud of that record maybe than the first. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> really, you're finding your. Yeah. Uh, I like that you used Kid Whisperer, too. So, Tim Kubar, I could see you having this skill. Do you know Ashley Albert? Do you know her? No. No. But Tim and I did a, um, a duet on the album. But no, I don't know I Ashley. Did you? I Spy? <clears throat> um, yeah, we also had this woman, Jazzy Ash. All, everybody in the, in the kids' world, except for Tim, has like a crazy name. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so my, na- my phone book and my, my contact list is pretty hilarious. I, Greg Mayo does a lot of um Yeah, with what? Susie Shelton. Yeah, Shelton. yeah Shelton. she's wonderful. I love her. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with her, but I, uh, I was at Euphoria. And I, I, uh-huh. Dan Weir. Dan, yeah, 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 yeah. He's so great. He's great, too. Oh, what yeah. a great guy. Yeah, great drummer. I've seen a little bit of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play, you've done some. With I'm, who? Who did you? What the hell was the name? The band was called the Jimmies. I've heard of the Jimmies. Yeah, and so that's Ashley Elbert, and she's like, okay, you okay. guys are spirit animals. Well, I've got to meet this Ashley girl. She owns the Royal Palms Shuffleboard Club. Yes, that woman. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, know. she's like I know, voiceover I know artist. Yep, she's yep, just, yep. She's a hustler. She's like me. 
Yeah. A lot of people have told me that I need to meet this woman. That's funny. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah. And she's super cool. Yeah, yeah. And she had a band, and Tim was in the band. That's right. I'm putting it all together now. What is his his band? The Space Cadets? Yeah, yeah, but mostly just like Tim Kubart. No, it's just like Tim Kubart is a... Yeah, yeah he's, he's the bomb, dude. He's wonderful, too. He's, he's going to be a wonderful human being. We oh. had one set up, and then it was like oh, a snowstorm. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, he's... He's, I'm, yeah he's, he actually was really, really helpful with us just kind of developing as it gave us great tips and just, like, was ga- so game to do the song and just... Which we did at Will Farr's studio. We did the at, whole... Uh, Bloody Good Record? Yeah, yeah did that's you really? where we did. Yeah, that's where yeah. we did. Yep, some of the Christmas EP and also the JoJo Pinecones record. I yeah. like that studio. I love that studio, and I love Will. Yeah. I miss him. We all miss Will. Oh, yes. he's a, and he mixed. Ugh, he's wonderful. So he mixed that record, yeah. too? He recorded Engineered and mixed it? Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's so wonderful. Dude, you're beyond honorary purchase. You're like I, actual right? purchase. That's you're dropping away. You're dropping all the cats. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> both so sides true. of the table now. That's you know so true. I mean? And one of my main drummers now is, um, well, Connor Meehan obviously went to purchase, but um, Paul Francis, too. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, there's so many talented people who came out of that school. I should have just gone there. But, um, but yeah, the Kids Project was really special. Met amazing people. Um, still doing it and need to figure out the next step there. I want to write songs about, like, kids having dark feelings or like um, I want to write songs about kids like divorce like really get in there oh yeah I find the kids yeah I find like teaching and the education piece like quite healing for my own shit Mm -hmm. you know so yeah wow in your a kids record does not at all sound like a kids record it doesn't right thank you like that Smashing (laughs) Pumpkins um song on there which yeah. is the last tune it goes from morning to night it's called Night and Day by Joe and the Pinecones it goes from morning to night and the last tune is the Smashing Pumpkins Farewell and Goodnight that Dana Lynn arranged she's a fantastic violin player and arranger around town and um, composer and um, yeah it's it's really meant for the parents too which I know every kid's artist says but um, we also had that in mind like we wanted it to be not just kitty. Yeah, it seems like the same. You kind of took the ethos that you mentioned earlier, like popping up jazz and jazzy. Yeah. It's the similar sound is there where it's it's you're you didn't cheese it to the point where you're like, oh my god, dude. totally. Like, <laughs> what is this? You know, like yeah. absolutely. And, and I have just, you found that that's resonated with the kids and or the parents? Like, mm, I'd, yes, I think so. I think when I perform the kids stuff, I feel like I'm meant to do it. It's this bizarre thing. I feel like I'm just meant to do it. We played BAM last year, which was really special. And, um, I realized, yeah, that I would, I, I was able to kind of appeal to the parents too. Um, it's kind of like striking this unique balance of like cutesiness, um, some snarky, like under the table jokes that like the parents will dig. Yeah. Being like a little bit sexy, but not too sexy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a unique. It's a unique combo, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. So, um, but I think, but I, I really love that that world, and I want it to continue. It's just you know, money for albums, money for albums, money for albums. Patreon, uh, Patreon, I don't know. or this, there's, there's this startup gig. Yeah, startup gig. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yep. That was I enjoyed. I enjoyed. That was really good. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. <clears throat> the um, the balance. <laughs> you're like a little bit of snacksiness. It's, it's true. You can't go too far, but it's true. Like you got to get the the dads on board. 
You got it. <laughs> but you can't. But you can't be too sexy that the moms are like, "What the fuck?" Like, you need to, right? Like, you, you need to be no, accessible no. for the mom. So you can't be threatening, right? Like, the mom needs to dig you and think you're cool and not be bored by you and yeah. not roll her eyes. But then the dad needs to be like, "Okay, I can. Right. Okay, right. okay. Let's pop that right okay. here." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, funny. but you know, yeah. and, and then and it's just being, and then talking to kids like they're real people, you know, like they're adults. Yeah. Do you do the thing where? Well, I'm sure you do because it's part of the gig. It's <laughs> Ashley and Tim. The times I've done that gig, yeah, it's like a constant voiceover to the children. It's like, oh my god, yes, yeah, have you, underscore just talk. It's yes, you're just you're just you're emceeing. You're full. you're an act. You're act. Yeah. You're an actor the whole time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like between every song, you've got something you're saying to transition. It's a cabaret. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah it's like, you it know. It, the, the monologue never ends. It never ends. Yeah, they're just all like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, we're right. going to get the bubbles out. Yeah, exactly. we're getting the whatever the Exactly. Sh- the airplane Anybody tenor. hungry in here? Well, yeah. I've got a song for yeah, that. Yeah, like it can't end. Yeah, I was just like, end. I remember it's being like. It's really improv. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. But it's kind of like, I find myself doing that at wedding gigs, too. Like, sometimes in between songs, or, like, as transitioning into songs, I'll be like, how you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you guys having a good time? You like, still with us? <laughs> Let's get another drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely the musical theater kind of performer in me is able to come out in the kids' music, for sure. It's cool. And we get radio play. That's been great, too. That's like... Dude, yeah. The video XM. is hilarious and relatable. Thank and has you. a lot of views. Yes, you know, that was, at Ch- that was on Chuck E. Cheese's for Joelle about a year. sent it to me this morning. She's like, <laughs> you have to watch this. I'm like, I'm very glad you sent this to me. Yeah, that was... Ben Galena wrote a brilliant song called Breakfast for Dinner. It's like our hit single off of the JoJo Pinecones record. Yeah. Great, great hilarious music it's video. hilarious. It is, right? Yeah. yeah. It's us, like, cooking in a kitchen with a bunch of kids and, um, Yeah. <laughs> it's <And> fun. <laughs> that's no, it's hard. Oh, I, I'm still laughing I could, I at the. See, uh, at the. I think dudes as a dude. Well, see, you'd be great. I, kids I was thinking about this. I totally see you in that world. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I get a little too aggressive on my audiences. <laughs> I'm always like, I would, they would just be freaking out the whole time. I think I'd lose them right away because, like. <laughs> I remember I would try to get audiences, little kids, to all sit down. I'd be like, and make everybody sit down. And Oof. then after I got them all sitting, I'd be like, everybody get up and freak out. <laughs> and then it's just like I lost them. I lost them in the first five minutes because oh I, my God. I brought the energy level too See, high right away. Perfect. Right. You kind of got like, to have a, a peak. A shit storm. And I was like, well, I lost, <laughs> yeah, they love, oh, yeah. lost that. I don't you know. know. What I, mean? I think we got to create a kid like Polly the, I don't know, alligator or something like that. I don't know. We'll talk about Joanna, that in January. You know Joanna Levine, Bobby, Pauline, yes, twice. She's, of course. She has, what is that? They're, um, of course. Um, the banana. B- b- oh, God. It, oh, God. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, yes. I am, too. I am, too. I can't. Why? Well, uh, is it the I, banana? It's Joe. Joe, Joe and the bananas something. something. Damn. But we're I sorry, love. sorry, Bobby and Joanna. We're so sorry. We should just look it up right now. But um, I'm ashamed. But, yes, they do, and they're great. Yeah, no, I knew, you can you imagine the two of them. Like, oh. I know they have that. And they kill they it out there. Vibe. They yeah, kill yeah, they're it. killing they it with kill that stuff. They kill it. It's a great market, and it feels meaningful and good. It's important. Hannah Winkler has one now, too, right? She's wonderful. Um, yes, I think she and does. And I can't remember anybody's children's band name, so this is just. They, they literally all have, like, different bizarre names. It's very yeah. funny. It's like an alter ego. It's totally our alter ego. Like, yeah. 
You know, it's funny. I was talking with a kids artist out in L.A. named Jazzy Ash, and she was talking about... Yeah, I know. Jazzy Ash. She was saying that in L.A., it's very much like you kind of have to pick a personal brand and, like, stick with it. Like, you got to have your thing and stick with it and be seen that way. And she's like, it's so interesting because in, in New York, it seems like everybody, does, everybody can have multiple hustles, multiple things they do. You know? For a singer, That's that is. Like, a sideman can just write, like... An instrumental sideman maybe does a lot of things, for, but as a, like a singer, like you got to focus in on your what your your goal is and just stick to that. And I was like, yeah, New York, it's not like that at all. It's just like do all the things you want. But I that, sometimes have too many pots on my stove. That's my yeah. Issue. Maybe that's well, that's interesting. I can't stand that shit when people want you to be on brand. Ugh, me too. And gross. like. Mm-hmm. The your, your, your curation of this mm-hmm. thing Content. that you do, right? Like, I know. And there's very successful New Yorkers that like only do one thing or have I'm a sure, sure, lime sure. liqueur. Yes, I might. Um, mm-hmm. I'm good for I'm, them. I'm into good the generalist them. thing. Uh, Even too. with this podcast, I was like, I yes. know a lot of musicians and I want to do musicians, but... Diversify. I'm diversify. so proud of you. You found yeah. a great outlet and platform to diversify and also to use your skill set it's perfect but i wanted fundamentally it's about hilarious interesting people you know what i mean well yes and you're good at that right like when i've noticed that when you hang you're always like you you are the interviewer you're always like asking the questions and like <laughs> maybe it's because we were like we hadn't hung out a lot maybe a gun fighter but like you're very good at making people feel comfortable and asking questions you know it's like taking our natural skills in life and finding good platforms for them yes and then you get to be the person who gives it words like soft skills Hard skills. skills. I'm into <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've learned so much. I know, right? That's funny. <clears throat> so, you're going to do, you have like a lot, then do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get shotgun it, no. dog? Oh, no. no, I'm not worried about the mic. I'm <laughs> I was. Okay. So, I'll just open her seltzer like she was about to, like, you were back at uh, oh, no. Indiana University, like, ready to just <laughs> ha- hammer that With down. Sorority, yeah. Dude, I watched. <laughs> Um, I was hanging out with the college kids in Florida over Thanksgiving, and they literally shotgunned a beer. And I was just like, but I was like, no, that, wait, people really? still do, and I was like, oh, they're, they're college kids. They're 23, they right. still do that. Oh, yeah, boy. okay. Yeah. It's like that meme, you know, I'm not, I don't feel 30, and then you hang out with like a 22, and you're like, I'm, like, I'm fucking, fucking so 30. So 30. Yeah, <laughs> this is your, <laughs> so true. why are you shotgunning a beer? Doesn't it just keep getting better, though? Like, don't you, do you feel that way? A hundred percent, Yes. And I don't understand this fascination with constantly looking back at your childhood mm. and being like, like Agreed. fetishizing, like yes, your oh, your youth. Like who gives a you shit? You know what I also fucking hate is people, and this town does it. A lot of people do. The society does it, crowning our youth, right? Like you'll read some some like musician coming up, twenty one year old. You know, like like all. What about what about putting a crown on the people who are have stayed in this business and are making it work? Which is part of what you're doing, like you know, like, like so showcasing those people, yeah. like the Julia Childs, the people you know that have like a second thing. I don't know. Well, it, you know, and it doesn't happen until you become crazy old. I right back into it, and it doesn't happen until you're crazy old. I.e., I worked with that one singer, Alice Tan Ridley. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The, the recording uh-huh. paused, and then it's right back in. This Got has it. happened. There's like Got a, I think there's like a time where it's like it's like gets to a Netflix thing was like are you still watching are you still recording totally. you know what i mean and i think there's probably something in the machine that <laughs> right. i have to be like oh this right. is a yes yes no i am still watching yes like, yes yes 
it's a preference. I think you might have to set up, but, but yeah. yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Youth. What's Sharon Sharon Jones, right? Sharon it's Jones. Like her career didn't take off. I don't. James Bradley. Know. James Wait. Bradley. Charles. Charles Wait, Bradley. Bradley. Yes, like right. And he, did he pass away? Yes, he did. Yeah, and like then now it's like now he's crowned. Now he's exactly worshipped, yes. right? Yeah, yes. it's one hundred percent. Yes, yeah, we so fetishize true. youth very specifically in this American culture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a problem. I.e., Billy. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear like. 53-year-old, you know, singer making the, I don't know. See, we know this, though. You know this? We do. Like, we do. I want to hear 30, 40-year-olds, like, crushing. You know what I mean? 50-year-olds. Teddy Couple's 54. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. Rick Billings is 60. Like, these yes, dudes. That's what we want to hear. They sound amazing. Absolutely. You know? And they've been doing it for a long time. And that's that's what we're doing. We're getting up, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I always say you have to suck for like 20 years, and then maybe you'll get to mediocre level. Right. 10,000 hours, right? That's what they say. And that's like, seems low. That's like, eh. I think that if you put all the wedding gigs and corporate events there in there, which for sure should be in there, because that's when you get to like work your chops. Oh, yeah. And it's like there. Yeah. And you're, wait, so you're doing Tavern on the Green, and you just kind of like blew by this real quick. Three times a week? Oh, the holiday season, yes. So we're going to be doing, um, so every Saturday and Sunday in December, Two to six PM. So like afternoon. You're the Saturday. only singer in your band, too. Yeah. And then Thursday and then sing. Thursday nights. Nick doesn't right. sing. No, These guys yeah. are lazy SOBs. You do yeah. all of the singing. Yeah. And it's great fun there. Like we've had the gig we've had a regular gig there for like three years. It's basically May through the holidays. And then we then, then you know, we have yeah. Um and it's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. We're outside during the summer. We get to do we do like jazz the first two sets, and we do like light pop shit the second two sets. And we'll even throw in Motown or Prince. Some of our like, it's just great fun. Sometimes I can throw in an original, or we can take a chance on something. Like we've been doing High and Dry by Radiohead and doing it in a nifty way, or some album stuff. It's just like, and I and I've been doing it with my main guys, but but late, lately they've been subbing out a lot, so I've been playing with different guys, which has been really really wonderful for me to kind of like flex my band leader skills. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's a whole different set of skills. Yeah, it is, and I think that I've been really hashtag blessed to work with <laughs> the same guys for so long. Like, oh my gosh, how lucky am I that it gets I had that? Too dumb, easy, right? It's, oh, it's autopilot. It's, it's autopilot. Yeah. So it, it's both, and I've talked to them about this. We're very open about this. Like, it's an amazing thing. We know each other so well, um, but also I think that it hindered me from meeting a lot of or working with a lot of other musicians. So I'm trying really hard to do both right now. Stick with my be lo- of course be loyal, but when they can't play, like definitely, like embrace that and yeah. Do you ever get <laughs> do you <laughs> do you ever get really intense on the bandstand with some new players that are fucking up? Do you yell at them? Do you no. know that moment? I don't have a mean bone in my body, and I don't play with anybody that fucks up. And if we fuck up, then we go pat. Oh, we move. See, this is your jazz. We we you. uh, like right like we're just we we move on. If we fuck up, we move on. Do it up. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Well, like so, like in the in the little <laughs> world that I live in. Yeah. If someone comes out and is playing too much in the style of jazz, oh right, on a dance band set, sure, I will. I am the person as the band leader that has to come over and be like, dude, just play groove. Stop fucking up. You yeah. know, like like I yeah. have to like cuss them yeah. out like real right. quick and real mean. Like right. it's like shanking them musically, right. shanking them. You right. know what I mean? I guess you got to do that. See, because yeah. I think they're coming to sure. your gig knowing like this is you're. I'm going to respect. 
your gig. Like, this is your gig. Yeah. This is your fucking name. Yeah, right. Sure, So yes. they, if they played... Yeah. Some shit where, like, man, I'm going to play my cool fives over four, <laughs> like, for seven hours. And you're like, dude, you have to knock that shit off. They know off. what like, the gig is, right? It's like, yeah, you go into these things, you know what they are, and you're just going to... It's yeah, not you, so high you, art. It's, like, fun. You have pre-approved subs. I was just thinking, because yeah, sometimes... Yeah, exactly, the, pre-approved subs, yeah. Yeah, in the band leading world, in that little... That's, yeah, wedding no, that's world. True. Sometimes I'll get like a 22 year old just mm-hmm. out of MSN who thinks mm-hmm. they can play all that shit. And then like oh. people look to me as the band leader to go and deal with that situation. Right? That's tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's I tough. only once it had gets to... to a point. Because it's like, that's. When you talk about band leading, that's, some, that's the part where I'm always like, I wonder. <laughs> Could yeah, you? Shit. Yeah, you no, could, I, don't I do know that. you can, but would you be over and like be like, motherfucker, Mm-mm. if you play like that again, no. I will punch no, no, you. No, 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 no. But I once did like sternly tell a drum sub, a drummer sub to take off his. He was wearing sunglasses like inside in the gig, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, please take those off. Did you? Yes, I said, please take those sunglasses off. We're inside. Yeah. I just think that gives off the rudest vibe wearing sunglasses inside. It's like. So rude. Oh, man, that's like funny. I wear sunglasses inside all the time because they're prescription. Well, you're a fucking badass. You can do whatever you want. No, but I don't not wear it a, on the green. Not a tavern gig. on the gray. No, not a tavern on the green. No, it'll. I'll just be like, it'll <laughs> wearing these all day, and then it'll like get dark, and I'll still be wearing them, and people will like look at me, be like, you're pretty cool. But huh? it's because you like, have prescription. Yeah, I'm like, right? I'm like, I'm not actually trying to vibe you out. I was <laughs> like, they're actually right, just right. prescription. I just, that, that it makes doesn't sense. even like, that register. makes sense. But if you're drumming, and like the, the owners of Tavern on the Green, they're very, um, they want things to like look nice, and yeah, I just think that gives off a bad vibe. So that's how the only many kinda... <laughs> how many songs did he get to wear the sunglasses for? Um, we played three songs, and during those three songs, I was thinking about how I was going to say, "Please take off the fucking sunglasses," <laughs> and I couldn't really like focus on the three songs. And then I was like, "Joel, buck the fuck up and tell the dude like you're hiring him, like tell him to take off his sunglasses." Yeah, and um, and don't be passive aggressive about it. You know, I'm trying to be like clear. That's a big thing in business. Like, clear, transparency, like, just no no qualifiers. No, like, hey, I'm sorry to ask you for this, but would you mind? Like, no. You know, and so I went and I was like, I'm going to exercise this. And I was like, hey, dude, please take off your sunglasses. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure, totally. That's amazing. <laughs> I love this story. This excites me. I love those interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll hire him again. I'm just kidding. Of course, no. I think that's okay. Like, I there's a there's a whole thing like that. There's like where you're like, dude. There's a friend, a mutual friend in our whole scene who was rolling into these gigs with like maybe like a thrift store suit, and they had to <laughs> write in a dress code because of, because of home. yeah and. I don't want to expound upon this story sure, 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 too sure, much, sure. but sure, like, I hear you. I hear you. Like, That's why I like, asked about editing when this, I came in here. Yes, no. This is why. <laughs> this is like where there was a moment in time where I was a band leader, and I would like, could everybody just please wear like a black yeah. suit? Yeah, like yeah. At the very fucking that's, least. That's what you need. You just need someone to just, wear a black suit. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? And dude, I. <clears throat> well, this is a very man problem, but like, I have to actually wear jeans. Because I'm loading shit, and I rip the ass out of every pair of suit pants. So I think sometimes people are like, "Oh man, you're not, you know, you're not wearing suit pants." It's like, unfortunately, yeah. the body that God has given me, like, yeah. if I bend over, I'm just gonna rip the ass out of yeah. the pants. Like, I feel like I hear you. 
Dude, so I, I hear you. <laughs> There's some also really nice black jeans. Go on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the other story that I, uh, Joelle, so I always, my research is I call someone and uh-huh. I'm like, what, what question would you ask this person? So who do you think I called? I called Abby Payne. I was like, oh my God, what really? questions do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, of course. You really did your homework. I'm impressed by your thoughtfulness. Well. Preparation. Shh. So yes. You no, know, you answered a question earlier with like your chameleon of styles. Like how oh. you can, you have all these things. You did voiceover work, which you didn't really talk about. You're the voice yeah. of Avon, apparently. Avon, yeah, yeah. Avon, sorry. Avon? <laughs> Excuse me. Avon. You're like, Avon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did, did you, you, what, you turned that world off? Yeah, I think the voiceover world um, is just, it's inconsistent. Like, if I, sometimes I get great gig and it's fantastic. But then sometimes I don't, I go in for auditions for months and don't get something. It's just, like, not something I'm going to count on. I have a voiceover agent and I, and I'll go on auditions. Um, and I have, like, a little home studio that I'll do stuff on. Um but it's yeah, it's just not something I'm gonna count on. And I did go into it for a while, like hardcore. Um, Is it a, it's smaller world? I get yeah, the vibe it's a small that there's world, like but six the people time, who get every gig. A lot of people sound like me. A lot of people sound like a mid thirties, bubbly, sometimes sarcastic woman. Mm-hmm. It's it's the competition is insane, and yeah. and nobody ages out of it. So someone can sound like me and be sixty or be twenty. So I'm literally competing against thousands of people um not thousands hundreds my agent's good and gets good auditions but hun- yeah hundred maybe hundred girl on e- girls on each and then you get so close i almost booked this toys r us commercial once and it was like heartbreaking that i didn't get it because it would have been like down payment money you know it's uh, like it's like yeah so it's, it can be very like heartbreaking too so it's something that like i i go in for auditions for and sometimes i get the work but it's not it's not something i count on yeah. i've never made that kind of money yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's an interesting world it's an interesting world yeah yeah and i imagine from what i know it's like what you said you have to actually be able to do it at home by yourself like all these yeah. people are cut out now it's just like they send you shit you send it back a right? lot of times it's that especially for auditions like a casting director won't necessarily want you to come in unless they've heard like a home tape but sometimes it is just home stuff yeah yeah like mm-hmm. can you read this and then yeah yeah exactly Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was leading to well. Oh right, I was Abby leading, Payne. Right. Oh well, no, oh, you no. the because ah. I I was like wow. I was trying to like mm-hmm. the jazz world is. I mean, this is we're in New York City. This is the international proving ground of jazz, <laughs> and you are a jazz singer. So that's just like un, like that alone is like holy fuck. Whoa, all right. You know what I mean? Like because I feel like. I came to New York. I'm like, yeah, man, jazz. And then I got to purchase. I was like the 25th best guitar player at jazz at purchase. And I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I looked and I was like, no way. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, I got to yeah. do something else. So I started hanging out with D-Bone and we wrote our weird song. So, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so to that whole thing is just like, holy fuck. So that's why I was like, is she, are you? You know, but it, you answered all those questions in my mind. You know what I mean? You Musical theater, classical yeah. training, voiceover, jazz was, your heart was in it. Yeah. I love, I love singing jazz. It's kind of like pop at this point. Like I'm, a lot of the jazz I'm singing, like sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm really doing some, 
some scatting, but other times it's like just singing pop, just singing great tunes, songs, yeah. just singing great songs, great and, um, songs, yes. just singing great songs, and that I was like just influenced. My teachers were like Sarah Vaughan and Ella Fitzgerald, and so like I was able to develop and that sound, and um, and I love the lyrics, like the the songbook, like the lyrics of Gershwin tunes, and and like. You know, you gotta as a jazz singer and jazz player, like you gotta know all the tunes, right? Mm. And the ones I gravitate to are just, I just, lyrically, you know, really special. They're timeless. That's why they're Ti- still they're, here. They're literally timeless. Yeah, they're so timeless. I can sing like a Johnny Mercer um, lyric that that can that really gets me like in something I'm, I'm experiencing romantically, like today. You know, yeah. it, it really is timeless. Yeah, beautiful lyrics. So, yeah. That was the question, and then uh, Abby's other. Uh-huh. She's like, "Here's probably an interesting story." Is and she gave it a good title for this, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Maybe she doesn't want to talk about this." So I was like, "But then she's like, of course she will." The singer's nightmare with your mouth. Oh the yeah, tooth. The sure, singer's sure, sure. nightmare. Sure, 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 sure. Now. Yeah. I, I saw, don't even know this yeah. story, but all I know is I didn't realize it came from a microphone. Did this happen? Yeah, actually, I, I really want to write a rom-com about this, and I'm totally open about it. Yes, I had a freak singing accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it literally writes itself. It's a rom-com featuring Vanessa Bayer. It's literally writing itself. Um, yeah, I was at a fancy gig at the Yale Club. You know, I understand that this is not going to look good when I do this visually for you, but I, you know when you're taking out the mic from the, like, little... From the clip. From the clip, and it, like... Yeah. Looks like she's holding a big banana in her head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the mouth. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, and it hit my tooth in. Mother And I remember Con- Connor also was like, ooh. And I was like, ooh. And I, it hit it in, and I didn't hurt. Um, it just like... Uh, and it hurt. Um, but then like a month later, it started really, really hurting. So I went to... Um, my friend is a dentist at NYU, like in, at the NYU school. He was finishing his first year, and he was like... Yeah, your tooth is dead. Um, you need to get it extracted. And and then, like, yeah. So basically, I had to have it extracted last April. This is a very long process. The tooth extraction and implant process is basically almost like a year. So I got it extracted in April. Um, I actually waited too long to have the surgery. And so um, uh, this might sound TMI, but I... I actually got an infection and my health was very at risk. So the lesson here, folks, is that if you have tooth pain, take it seriously. Don't just take Advil. Mm. Um, Yeah, because you can die if you let it go too long. Um, So I had a really incredible, incredibly hard um, and interesting April. So I had to go around New York City for two weeks without a front tooth. (laughs) I'm laughing because... Because mm-hmm. I wasn't able to, to I wasn't able to watch. Oh, oh! Oh, you just plowed yes, the fuck through. Yes, it this. really yeah. was. The first week I stayed at home because I wasn't able to wear like the retainer yet. So I stayed at home the first week, and then I was like, "Fuck this! I got to get out there." I actually went to Rachel, Rachel Madison, and Ma- Maddie Wyatt were playing at Rockwood the same night. Maddie asked me to sing back up. I said yes, <laughs> and then I stayed for Rachel's gig, and I, I saw Abby was there, yeah. and Abby was so sweet. She was like, "You're fine. You're okay." Like. She, like, here I was with Attitude seeing, like, everybody in the music world, and I was like, so embarrassed, but also trying to just own it. <laughs> and, I mean, it's like, here I was, like, like, a 35-year-old, like, without a fucking front tooth. And it was, I ran into, like, of course I ran into everybody that week. Like, I ran into, like, two ex-boyfriends. 
Um, it's awful. <laughs> but um, anyway, but anyway, it was, yeah, it was really, really hard. awesome. But um, but now I'm wearing this basically retainer that's holding in a fake tooth, and um, the tooth has to heal enough, or the bone has to heal enough for me to get an implant, and so I'll get that in January. I'll get a real tooth, in January. but I could take this out. I'll show you later. Jesus, you're, this is, you're not lying. This is like a oh, yeah. incredibly long oh, yeah, yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. I try to be really open about it on Instagram. It's been a very, like... Yeah, it was hilarious. It was <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I it do was... some stories without my two sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's been a really interesting... Um, I was always so... I loved my smile, and I my mom has a great smile, and I have her smile, and now I, I'm... It's just been an interesting um, exercise in understanding and being aware of my own vanity. Mm. And, um, and also... Yeah, it's been interesting. Dude, my... It used to be... I used to be, like, crazy physical holding the mic. My two teeth are super chipped. Really? When I'm singing and it hits the... And I'll just, like, swallow a piece of your tooth down. Shut up. No, they're all fucked up. Oh, my God. Specifically from holding I would never have known that. Well, NYU Dental is fantastic if you feel like you... But I don't think you... I I would have never known that. Well... Dude, it, it's just uh, the singing yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Microphones are dangerous, people. Be careful. Dude, they are. And, They're um, so dangerous. Do you, you're, I like always hold the lip, the mic I do. I get yeah. in, and you get into it, right? Like, you're dancing, you're into it. Sometimes there are people next to you. Like, there's a lot going on. I actually, we haven't, we have band insurance. I really need to, like, do some paperwork and see if I can get some money back. But, yeah. That is it. <sighs> Fucking crazy Isn't that crazy? story. Yeah, That's no, crazy. Great question. I'm glad Abby asked. Yes, Abby asked, yeah. she was like, "That's a good about story. This story." And I was like, "That's right. That's it's a, a good great. Story. It's a. I mean, it's. I always try to. Well, okay. First of all, I am. <clears throat> I think from like '90s uh, skateboard BMX culture, like I love injuries or like watching people get injuries and like sure. my own injuries. Sure. Like my nephews. They'll, like, hurt themselves. I'm like, send me a picture of the wound. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, document this. This is awesome. And they're like, what do you mean? Why? And I'm like, that's fucking cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, wearing... <laughs> dude, one time my friend, he has this fucking fucked up... Like, the big spoke of a bike went into oh his leg. Oh, God. And it was horrifying, right? You like looking at that shit? Do I like looking at it? I don't know, but it really makes me feel alive. You're just like, ah! you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and oh my God. so, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like it was like a thing. It was like funny and like, and now it's a great. He has a great road rash. You know what oh, I mean? Exactly. Cool. I mean, they're scars of our life. Yes. So this Those this stories. is like. But it doesn't. It's not really in music. You know what I mean? It's more like, oh fuck, you got a carpal tunnel and you can't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I but know. this did this it affect is, your pitch or your? Yes, actually. Oh my gosh! All like, that shit probably I had changed, all right? Of these, yes, you know what? This is also why I shouldn't. Have, I had all these gigs in May and June, and um, this thing that I have to wear, which is basically like Invisalign holding up a fake tooth, it really affected my singing. It was like I had a lisp, and I had to really work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but and I did, and it was hard at first, and. Yes, right, like he is a singer, like your instrument, and like it's it's different. My soft palate was all swollen. It was like a different mouth. It was really interesting. Which is what I was so. going to talk about earlier, and I mentioned Jeff Tiwi, and I, what I didn't finish about this is that he is adamant about doing to the good or to the bad of the performance is he does every song in the key of the record. I, he has oh, one of these right. memories where he like. 
he's doing the ad libs exactly like the record. That's amazing. Yeah, he it, like so as a singer and performer, mm-hmm. you'll go. You, you just check him out sometime. Doing, yeah, the I, cover I, thing. I you're just like, holy shit! Like that's very cool. He's doing a whole Biggie Smalls verse, and he's catching all the ad libs. Yeah, and then on top of that, like three seconds later, he'll. Uh-huh. Because I've seen him, mm-hmm. with the, which this is funny. And Jeff, I love you more than anything. But like he, I remember one time we were doing a tune, and he couldn't decide if he wanted to do it up an octave or right. down an octave, right. and it was like a wedding right. request, and right. he was like switching. switching. And I'll like, do that too. Yeah, Dog, what are you doing, man? Like that's just pick one. I don't know. Go for the high one. Yeah. But what I was going to say, if I'm also fascinated, and Joel, I recently accepted that I need to be a singer in my life like in my late 20s i was like looking at singers i was like no way i like i was smoking cigarettes i was drinking mm. whiskey mm. drinking beer you lose your voice immediately sure. smoking weed you're kenny's castaway every night <clears throat> it's gonna happen it's done done i was like fuck being a singer you know yeah, what i mean right. and then i'm like now where i am i'm like okay mm. i'm mm-hmm. a singer i accept this piece of my life i accept that you have to yes do the dumb vocal health things that drive me up a fucking walls, which you're dealing with like sure. nonstop, right? Sure. Do you do the exercises? I do the exercises. You do neti pot. I don't do that. I I, I know a lot like of a singers steamer. do that. I do a steamer sometimes. I do a lot of tea, a lot of tea with honey. I take zinc and vitamin C every day. I make sure I get eight hours of sleep. I have to like you have to take self care seriously. Yes. Um, I uh, I also sing better when I have a little alcohol in me. Truly, I'm very lucky. Very lucky. Really? But, like, yeah. So I can actually, ha- I, like, let loose a little bit if I have a cocktail and I can, like, scat better and just be more present. Um, but, yeah, I do have to take care of myself up to the gig. Up till the gig. Yeah, tea, vocal warm-ups. Um, Sounds like you're pretty blessed, though. Do you ever lose your voice? Rarely. So you do two four-hour gigs back-to-back, and then Monday you're just, like, at the office talking all day and then singing... <laughs> When's the third gig? Wednesday yeah, or something? It, Thursday. It's going to be Thursday night and then Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. All of December. Yeah. Four hours? Yeah, four hour gig. But, you know, we do 45 minute sets. The mic, you know, we have, we're going to have good sound this time. So, you know, mic, microphones can be magical. You know, up that reverb, baby. And, you know. And, <clears throat> yeah, you like, what I, I found too, that you learn to not crush yourself. My cl- I'm really grateful for my classical training. I think I learned a lot, That's, of, yeah. a lot of tools that have helped me keep um, vocally healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this... Uh, I was around That's Jay tough. Stolar, and he had issues with losing his voice. Mm-hmm. And so watching him mm-hmm. again, the exercises and mm-hmm. the whole, like, mm. and the human... I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, being a singer, drive me up a wall, Oh, dude. I know. I mean, actually, it's very, it's very anxiety-provoking, too. Like, I, I might... I, I'm up for this New Year's Eve gig in Miami where I'd be singing this very hard song from The Greatest Showman. Have you seen that? I haven't movie? seen it, but I've seen it's, some it's, clips. On- it's actually great. Yes. Um, but the song is so fucking hard. Like, oh my God, it's so hard. It's, it's never enough. And, um, and like, and it's interesting because it, it's, um, like, if I'm not in my best voice, I won't be able to, I won't be able to sing it. And so if, like, they're hiring me to come down there and sing this tune... This really, really hard tune, right? Any other tune you can kind of like modify down. Of course. Right? But if it's if it's something that it's going to be like a performance, people know the song. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I understand it and I relate it's to anxiety it. Anxiety provoking. More. Yeah. And 
Because at first, as like a guitar player, you're like, what the fuck, these fucking singers, man? Like, what's the, just sing a fucking tune? You know what I mean? And yeah. now, after doing years of singing, I'm like, no, man, it's like, you gotta respect the singer at all times. Like, if they have to bring it down a whole step, right. or right. a little bit further, right. it's like, they probably can't even hit the notes, you know? Right. The last, right. <clears throat> the last gig I did where I did sing the whole time was like right when my bronchitis was setting in. Oh God! And I right. had to, you were so sick on that on that episode I listened to. That's I right. had to keep lowering the keys of songs. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> like I can't. There's just yeah. nothing up here right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come down to here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get really low. So that's why the other thing I'm currently into is like asking singers about their. Their keys. Their keys. Yeah, water mm-hmm. and sleep seem to be the two main ones. Water, sleep, a lot of tea. And yeah, having the flexibility to move down keys, um, that's it. We didn't talk about your Christmas record. Oh right, holiday record, holiday EP, beautiful holiday EP. Jewish girl, that's crushing. right. Yeah, that's right. The first Joel. <laughs> people always, people always ask me. They're like, "Do people sing Noel? No, you know." Yeah, and they do. But um, yeah. So I have this Christmas EP. Um, I'm a Jew that loves Christmas. All As did Jewish Irving girls, Berlin and, and all yeah, the. They love it more than uh, yeah, anybody grew up with. Jews it, yeah. love Christmas. Um, I love. I love. I definitely like celebrate commercial Christmas. I will say, like, I love the holidays. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love putting on the holiday dresses, seeing the lights, yada yada. Um, so I have this album EP, sorry, called um, <laughs> Ginger and Spice, a Christmas EP, and um, we put it together last year, 2017, but very it like almost didn't come out and almost didn't make it in time um and uh it feature it, the first track is this really hot arrangement by ben galena again of um i saw mommy kissing santa claus which we have a cool music video for um and it's great every song is really different like i'm kind of i'm kind of realizing like i used to think albums or eps needed to be like so cohesive but now i'm like you know if there is like i'm the cohesive voice and the band yeah. is, you know, that instrumentation can be different on different tracks. Anyway, I'm excited about it, and I'm trying to push it more this year since it came out so late last year. So get it on Spotify, or iTunes, Joel Laurie, Ginger when, and Spice. When did it come out last year? Like, like Thanksgiving or December? I think like December first. Oh, dude, you're good. That's fine. What do you mean? That's that's late in the game, Paul, for some Christmas music. But I and I didn't dude. push it a lot. I don't know why. I think I like. I don't know. You have that I'm pushing it now. every year now in this time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So it's, a, it's a long game. You know yes. What I mean? Do you know Matt Cuson? He's on it. He's a. He's I don't wonderful. know his voice. He's and, really but different. When I heard it, I was yeah. like, holy shit, what a beautiful voice. Yeah. What yeah. a magic oh, voice. Magic voice. He's wonderful. Who is he, who is he friends with? He's a, no, actually, I was, I was going to say he's friends with Pete Francis, but he's not. Um, your friend? Dispatch, yeah. Dispatch. Um, but he's not. But they live in the same town, and so I wanted to make a bromance happen. I want to connect them. They both live in OG? In in Greenwich? Yeah, Pete lives off exit five. Yeah, they need to be friends. They need to be friends. (laughs) Pete Francis, (laughs) 17... (laughs) 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 There still needs to be a barrier. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, anyway, I want to connect them somehow because... They should be bros in a small Connecticut town. Is he a... uh, He's a singer-songwriter? Guitar pianist, also a a great sideman. He's played with CeeLo and Brian McKnight and, like... What? Yeah, singer, songwriter. He's... he's, You would love hanging with him. He's so, like... He's he's us. Yeah, he's he's a dude. He's a great hang. 
Oh, he's the best. He's one of my really close friends, Matt Cuson. He plays at Rockwood a bunch. And Does he have curly hair? No. He wears it like a fedora sometimes. He has this really hot model wife named Lisa. They're just the best. Their party, their party kids are great. I'll, I'll, yeah, you'll check them out. Yeah, anyway. Grinch. Well, look, dude. <clears throat> not that I gotta analyze the Greenwich social scene, but it's a small. That's what I'm saying. It's a small scene, and that's what like, I'm saying. I want to connect them. It's important dude. to connect people in this life. It's a mitzvah. It's a oh, good yeah. deed to connect people, you know. And it's it's really important for us, you know. To oh yeah. Grow as a community and connect people. I have. <laughs> Been in different pieces of the Greenwich social scene and been like recognized oh, yeah. that's through funny. like oh aren't you the dude and like so that's the, they must know each other or they at don't. least know each other exist. I think I've asked them both. They don't. I mean they, Matt knows Dispatch because he's from Massachusetts. Really. Yeah. Um. Well, we gotta make it. Ha- I really want to make it happen. They're like same age, music peeps. They gotta know each other. He's a f- like a working. Yeah. Cl- clearly, he played with CeeLo, You said so. Yeah, yeah. What is his main thing? Now I'm sorry. Piano and um, piano, killer voice. His voice is unreal. He's insane and killer pianist and guitar player is just wonderful. So I was. Kenny and I and some of our friends were in a fi- uh, like Kenny a Warner steps Shaw. Shaw. Uh-huh. We're in a steps contest right now. <laughs> That's so great. <clears throat> it ends Friday, and I'm really looking forward to it being over because it's it's a lot. It's like I'm doing like two hours of walking a day. It's, it's for you. And it's, no, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. It's getting really <laughs> weird. But and I, it's productive though. Mm. Like as a musician, I can kind of write songs or think about songs mm. or do mm-hmm. what I would consider business, which is just bullshitting with people on the phone. Sure. Not those are soft skills, I believe. We're <laughs> uh, extroverted. We have soft skills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, people's guns. I'm try- I uh, was listening to your Christmas record. Mm-hmm. Have you ever walked in Astoria Park? No, I'm a Brooklyn girl. I'm lost around here, but I will. I'll do it. <sighs> okay, someday you need to. <laughs> if you start at the top of Astoria Park, it's like yeah. disgusting. It's like Con Ed. Yeah. I have this loop because I got to get my steps in every day, and. So I was listening to it, and you know how you, you go into a zone, and then um, right at the end, where you start singing "Odd Lang Sai." Oh yeah! Right at the very end of the record. Oh yeah! I had one of those moments where the city came into clarity, oh. and I was like, "Just that melody, that oh. damn major pentatonic melody, gets all yeah. of us." It's just like at the end. It's of- the first time I heard it this season, yeah. and I was like, oh, "And you get all." Oh man! And I had this whole moment, and. Some weird thing happens with music where it can very just quickly like change your perspective, mm. right? So all of a sudden, like I'm walking, the city came into focus, and I was like, "I love New York. Mm-hmm. This is so beautiful, and this music is beautiful." Mm-hmm. And then I started. Mm-hmm. I'm in my own neighborhood. I walk this walk like all the time. Yeah, I started taking pictures of the city like a fucking tourist. <laughs> like, <laughs> you were an emotional. I was in a moment. Ba- you were having a moment. Yes, and the Empire State Color Building was purple, like my favorite color. I was ah. like, this is a whole moment. I started snapping pictures. Oh my of the city. god! And your fucking voice did it last night. So that's wow. Just <clears throat> thank you. That's, it's really beautiful. Thank you. That's really awesome. Yeah, music and I really cannot thing. stress enough that how. <laughs> Refreshing it was to hear real music after this like whole trap music <laughs> fucking binge I was in. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Have you ever listened? You. Have you ever seen the kids uh, listen to this hip hop? No. My girls like want to do the girls that I have want to do like American Idol type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they don't listen to that. I bet no, they you- do. Ask them. Really? Okay. No, well. they know about it. I okay. swear, it's like it's their like Interesting. currency. Like they all. Oh my god! I'm gonna ask like, about we it. We all fucking we all read the same articles. We all mm-hmm. see the same shit. Mm-hmm. Talk about the same shit mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. For uh, high school people, it's almost like like oh sports god. or something. Like or interesting. Ask them. Be like, because you, if you check out the Spotify top fifty, yeah. They'll at least be aware of it, and it's all kind of the same fucking track. You're like, this is all it's the same. so interesting. You know who I'm so into right now, by the way? This is, but Emily King. Do you know Emily King? Yes. Upset. Just obsessed. She's good. I, 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 I just, don't know if I've gotten to obsessed, but sure, I sure, do sure, recognize sure, sure. that she's good. Sure, sure, sure. I hear you. Um, it'll take maybe you know, time. I, I like that she writes songs that aren't just about romantic love, that she writes around like family and friends, and it's just, yeah, really dig her. Who's different? Because there isn't there like Emmy King, Emily King, L, L. King. L. That's King? the other one. That's right? another one that the, the she's kids, like in our the world. Kids like, or oh. the kids like? No, L King. Oh, is she in our world? I don't know, Paul. We'll look her up later. Is she like the blonde actress? Oh man, dude, this is just embarrassing to say in a recording. Like, <laughs> how I can't <laughs> can move can't on. keep can all on. these people straight. I'll ask my kiddos about trap music. Trap? Am Do I saying it, it right? Trap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the conclusion of my story is that after I remember watching them and they, it's, so all of modern pop music is in halftime. Right. Right? Right. So it always feels like. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah, beat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. But they dance to it in double time. Uh-huh. And so I got so I was like forty five minutes driving to work yesterday, and then I was I felt it like I got to the moment where I was like, oh, this is it! Like it gives me like swag, and I'm right. double time right. You're moving it. my You're head to it. it. You're feeling it. Yeah, so it puts you in a trance. It puts it's tr- it's yes. yes, it's very trance like exactly. Yeah, interesting. It's got this droney quality, and it's like the same shit. Yeah, it, it has a very trance. You you nailed that word. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Thank you. So, again, that's, I'm trying to stress how, like, then that was over with. I was like, all right, let me just mm-hmm. dig into Joel's music. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking gorgeous. Very, like, very different from, from that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you thought about doing any, like, yeah, you know, the hardcore pop thing? Um, yeah, you know, there, there are a couple things that I want to do. I want to um, do an album that's all, like, Janet, Mariah, and Sia. I love Sia. Like, doing, like, an, um, like, doing different arrangements of their stuff. I think mm-hmm. that would be cool. I, I understand it's kind of ballsy to take that on, but I'd like to try. I also um, want to... This is my cousin's idea. That's He's the hard metal drummer. To do, like, metallic... Like, do a whole... I don't know. Like, a hard metal album. Um, so to do some, like, metal tunes. But yeah, love pop music. In, in the style of... Mm, I think more poppy jazz. Yeah. In the... Yeah, in the... Not like band. hey, da-da. not like that, <laughs> but like really popped, yeah. Kind of like in the way the Cars song is, or we do this version of Head Over Heels um, by Tears for Fears on the first album. Kind of like in that. that yeah, like, that, like that interesting. Badass. Yeah, another Ben Galena. Fucking Galena, Ben the Hen. He's incredible. He really is. So that's the future. Um, that's always my last question. What does oh, the man. future hold? I yeah. know you have an infinite scope of possibilities that you could do, but these are really both killer well, concepts. I think, thank you. I think my struggle is that I have 
I've always just had a lot of pots on the stove. I mean, we're ambitious artists, creative entrepreneurs. And I think, like, I have my my band stuff, like, solo kind of stuff, and then the JoJo Kids stuff. And um, I need to figure out which one to focus on. I really want to get my EP of original songs out there that... that I've been doing with my adult band. <laughs> so I think that's, that that's is... What's, that's what you're going to be doing this I think, fall, yes, right? in, in January and February, I'm going to be doing that, is putting those... All these tunes that we've been doing at Rockwood for the last couple years, we're going to put those... Um, we're going to track those. Um, but right now, I'm just kind of getting through the holiday season. Lots of holiday gigs. It's the best and busiest time of the year, you know. And, uh, oh, yes. So just trying to, like, self self-care so that I can do all the gigs and um, and hopefully have some friends come out to them so it's a good hang um, and then then do that EP in January I think that's where I'm headed and I'm going to play people out right now with Storytime by Jojo yeah. yeah this is a song called Storytime it's from our night and day Jojo and the Pinecones record and it was it's kind of like an homage to, to it's a um, what's the word? It starts with an N. It's about a nostalgic. It's a nostalgic. Nostalgic, yes. It's it's, it's about the nostalgic, the nostalgic feelings that we have about like growing up and our parents reading stories to us and yada yada. This is a song I wrote called Story Time. It's a good time. Paul, thank you so much for having me. This is oh, so Joanne, special. Come on, come on now. Did I do okay? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm entertained. Okay, great. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you. Story time. I'm doing a metal sign and it's an audio. Okay. <laughs> Check out Joel, everybody. Talk to you soon. You. <laughs>
Is she a gem? A gem? A doll? Just a, a lady boner? Male boner? Boners for all? Oh, whoa. Easy, Paul. Easy. That sounds cool when women say it, but it's less cool when a dude says it. Anyway, I thank you all for checking this out. I got the... Uh, <laughs> I've said this like so many times, but I do have stickers and um, hats coming. And I got like all queued up to do it <clears throat> on my own design. And then I was like, I need to have someone more pro do this. So I got it all keyed up and then I keyed back and I got the great Joanna Levine who hooked up this cool logo and I'm going to get trucker hats ah, and stickers because it's just a cool word. Who doesn't want the word secret famous? I mean, I'll make like two or three hats and then like Victoria's Secrets will have a, like a resurgence because they have like a pink. Everybody want pink. Who knows? I don't understand that. Anyway, Guys, thank you so much for checking this out. Thank you to Jason Wexler, my technical director, for being like, bro, you gotta, it's Christmas is in 10 days. You gotta get this out. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's literally, you need a Jason Wexler in your life. Everybody does. Go out and, he's like, dude, what? Fucking, what are you doing? I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know. I, where does the time go? I have no concept of it. I really, as I talked about in the intro, I wanted to just, what are you doing, New Year's Eve? Joel's. Ginger and Spice holiday record. Even if you're fucking listening to this after the holidays, this is this is a hot, beautiful January track. Any time of year. Whew. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, everybody. I hope y'all have an excellent, excellent season, year, life, and demise into dust. Take care of bad self. When the bells all ring And the horns all blow And the couples we know Are fondly kissing Will I be with you Or will I be among The missing much too early in the game Ah, oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing New Year's? New Out of the th-
Crazy to suppose. 